Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and people in attendance at home, from parts unknown, here are your hosts, Jason Turtleneck Hilton and legendary luchador, Gringo Fantastico. It is now time for Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks with Jason the Turtleneck Hilton and Gringo Fantastico. Okay, I got a good one out that time. You did. That was an excellent one. <laughs> That's my inner Michael Buffer. <laughs> so, hey, we had a pay-per-view. Yes, we did. A we real one, not even a premium live event. Right, yeah, an actual pay-per-view, which kind of blows because you have to pay for it, but, you know, right? you know how it is. Um, yeah, AEW Revolution, right? That's what it was called. It was, which all in all, I had a great time. I thought it was fantastic. I did too. It had a couple of little tiny little flaws that I'm sure that I'll nitpick and piss people off, but it was a solid show. I was very happy with it. And and a lot of the time I was on a live stream, right? <laughs> most of, most of the time, most of that pay per view, I was I was on a live stream helping out. You should see out. if you can do that for the pay per views. You guys had good chemistry going. Uh, you know they 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 have a third guy on there. Oh, okay. But he was it was his birthday, so he wasn't on there. <laughs> and so and, Dar- and Darcy's like I was so out, like out of it. Like I couldn't answer any of Brendan's questions, so I had to text text you and have you in there. And I'm like, fair enough, fair enough. So I spent five hours on Darcy's live stream with her, and I guess Diane. I don't think I don't think she. I mean, I think her her channel is still Darcy the Male Girl, but I mean, she, like I know her real name, mm-hmm. and then she has Diana Prince, which is her you know her name, and then then Darcy the Male Girl on Joe Bob. So. It's really hard because sometimes I'm like I, I don't know what to call her. Like I changed what I call her in different situations. Like when oh, I'm yeah. talking to her, like when I'm talking to her, like personally, like I usually use her real name. Or if I'm like if like I'm serious and I need like some serious like questions answered, I'm like, hey, you know. And then, uh, but typically I, I don't really call her Diana Prince very often. I think I usually call her. Uh, I usually call her Darcy, or I just or I use her real name. So, so. Whatever, but anyway, yeah, AEW Revolution. I spent I spent that whole time on there, and let's get into it. So I was going to be a twin salty and say not a single match started with a lockup, <laughs> but then I watched SmackDown, and I'll be damned, not a single match started with a lockup. So now I can't make that. Not even not even Top Dollar. Um, I don't think Top Dollar was on the last SmackDown. I don't think Top Dollar can do a lockup. <laughs> <laughs> there seems to be a lot you can't do yeah like like work right <laughs> now you know that's not fair i'm sure that he's a wonderful worker if he wouldn't be a good worker they wouldn't have him in there but he's just like the tightest world slide yeah and now he's kind of a joke and also if you would not put your foot in your mouth on twitter it would be just great <laughs> right <laughs> Nice. Like, did we learn nothing from Braun Strowman? <laughs> oh, yeah, strong, strong man. <laughs> That's what my buddy calls him, a strong, strong man. <laughs> I just call him the paper towel guy. 
you know, brawny. <laughs> yes. I'm like, you should be wearing a flannel shirt, carrying paper towels, like in his promos or down to the ring. And then I would make sense to me. It would be dumb as hell, but it would make sense. Oh, when they were doing that gimmick where he would like flip over ambulances and whatnot. At one <laughs> point, the announcers do the whole, he was the top of the strongman community. And everyone said, no, he wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> even close. <laughs> no. Like, look at him. He's lifted up trucks like the quicker picker upper. Right. Wait, that, wait, that's a different brand of paper towel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, uh, I'm stupid. So, yeah, Revolution, we started with Jericho and Starks. Yeah. Pretty solid match. I think it was pretty good. Jericho was working really, really. He he looked tired, though. Not like in a bad way. I'm like, I'm not insulting Jericho. But I thought he looked like he was exhausted, and not because he was so too. like he just looked like he hadn't slept in like a few days. Like you know I mean? there were a few bags under his eyes. Yeah, and I kind of was kind of concerned for him because he didn't look as spry as he normally does. So I was like, I was wondering if maybe he wouldn't feel well or if he was something. So I general, like I said, this isn't a bitch, you know, rant. This is just me it would, with legitimate concern because I thought he just looked like he wasn't feeling well. Right. You know, and the dude's 50. You know what I mean? Like he's working his ass off at 50. And your body just working like that, your body just doesn't hold up as well as other people's that don't take bumps every freaking day, you know? And he's in fantastic shape for a 50. Shoot, he's in fantastic shape for any age, as I hear myself say that. Yeah, he looks better than me. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people look better than me. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but I just yeah. thought at the end it was really weird when Sammy Guevara comes down. You're like, aren't you banned from ringside? Like, ref, there's there's the guy who's banned. Shouldn't that be a DQ or something? Yeah, there was like no, there was no uh, repercussions rem- repercussions for for him coming down to the ring. They were just like, eh. right. So like the ban didn't mean shit. Yeah, and you thank God mean? Action Andretti was just in the crowd. I guess. Yeah, he was just watching. He, that's, he wasn't booked on the event, so he had to buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Action Andretti. You know, I'm not a big Action Andretti fan. He's fine, but you, they should be giving Serpentico more, more space on AEW. I love Serpentico. He's great. Sick oh, his entrance man. gets me every time. Like, just getting to watch him when he throws the whatever the strings are. Yeah. Like... I'll give him that one. That's a cool entrance. Yeah, I, I, he's and he's a funny dude. Like he cracks me up. Um. So okay, yeah, that match was. I, yeah, the ending of that just didn't make any sense, just because of the with the rules where everyone's banned from ringside. They could should have had security, like or they you know if they wanted to do a banned from ringside ship, do a lumberjack match or something. If they were gonna have someone try to come down, yeah, you know what I mean. You need to have something. That's going to to reinforce the rules of that match. Especially when you made it so clear the JAS is banned from ringside. Like, okay, well, someone else should be able to come down in that case. Yeah. Which is why I thought Big Show was definitely coming down because apparently Jericho was trying to copyright Jericho, which is interesting because I'm pretty sure WWE can claim prior use, but whatever. They can claim prior use and, prior use and also... Um, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna take years. You can't just go in and trademark something. I mean, you can have a trademark pending, but it still takes like a few months to do that. 
I mean, I've dealt oh. with trademark, dude. It's a pain in the ass. In fact, in fact, I talked to a uh, an entertainment lawyer just a couple of days ago, and I was dealing with some stuff on for my show, and he was telling me that a lot of people now, especially in the entertainment industry, they don't trademark shit anymore. Because Is it just not worth it, or well, it's it it's a a long process, and it takes an ass load of money. Oh, yeah, like it's like unless you are rich and you have people to just handle that for you constantly, it's just it's pointless. So that's why like a lot of wealthy people can trademark whatever the fuck they want, and like people like you and me who are trying to start something up, we can't trademark something unless we're want to fight a uphill legal battle for like a year and a half, two years with lawyers. And that's expensive. So oh, he sure. said, yeah. So he said, basically people in the industry anymore, aside from Vince McMahon, cause they try to trademark everything. Um, they just don't piss with it. They piss with copyrights, but not trademarks. Okay. Cause try copyrights. That's an easy process. So, so speaking of Jericho, he apparently is going at it with Dave Meltzer right now on Twitter, right now. Um, as of 8.34, so 20 minutes ago I got these. Oh god, what are they going at each other about? So, Dave Meltzer uh, tweeted, With the exception of Mick Foley and very few others, every wrestling autobiography was written by a ghostwriter. Jericho responds with, Not one of my five books I've released was written by a ghostwriter. Which, I guess means Jericho <laughs> falls under the very few others. <laughs> so I'm really not sure why he was salty about that one, but... <laughs> I don't know, but I I would love to have my autobiography written by Ghostwriter. Right. Like Nick Nick Cage shows up with some jelly beans and starts just dic- I start dictating to him what I want written down. <laughs> Ghostwriter with his skull on fire is just taking notes. I'd I think okay that movie that. gets the love it needs. No, like, it, that movie it doesn't. was so much fun. The second one was not. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. No, but yeah, you're right. That movie doesn't get nearly as much cre- like credit. It gets too much shit from everybody. Yeah. A, a lot of the Fox Marvel movies do. Oh, who was it? Eva Eva Mendez was in that. Yeah. She was in she was in The Spirit. And there's this great line. It's Scarlett Johansson and they describe her, this is the most beautiful woman on the entire planet. The problem is the very next scene has Eva Mendez in it. And you go, ah, she's really pretty, but she's not even the most beautiful woman in the movie. <laughs> like, I'll give you Scarlett Johansson is really pretty, but Eva Mendez wins on that one for my money. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, like, anywho, so yeah, Jericho can have his books written by Ghostwriter. That's where, that's, that was my whole That's point. what we're taking from this. That's what, yep. Yep, he's dictating it with his head on fire. All right. So the next match, we had my man, Christian, looking dapper as always, and a sleeveless turtleneck. I popped huge for it. Yes, I did too. Thought of you first thing when I saw it. I thought of you. I was like, so you're doing your job with your gimmick because that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, man. I'm like, turtleneck's going to love this. Right. Oh, I swear. I jumped out of the chair. I cheered everything. It was great. I was five years old again. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. That's awesome. Uh, And he took on that no good ingrate of a wild adolescent, Jungle Boy. Sideshow Luke Perry's kid. (laughs) That's what I call him. 
I like Jungle Boy. He's a good worker, and he sells like a million bucks. Yeah, he does. I actually put on here. He looked fantastic doing it. Yeah, he's great. He was great. And, and props to him, man, because I'm sure there were naysayers when he tried to get into the business. Oh, there had to be. You know, and they're like, yeah, he sells like a million bucks, dude. And there had to be the people, oh, you're just getting booked because you're Luke Perry's kid. Yeah. Which, may, you know, like, to be fair. That, that may be probably, how he got the door. <laughs> yeah, that was probably how he got started. But he's kind of, he's honed his craft and he's he's legit. You know, I mean, now he's fine. Like, he's better than I ever was. You know, he's I mean, which didn't say Joey much. <laughs> oh, dude, a rock, a rock is better than Joey Janela. You know, like you could, you could actually, you could have like Zach Gowan lose his other leg <laughs> and that would be better than Joey Janela. And GCW actually has a legless wrestler and he yeah. is in fact better than Joey Janela. There you go. See what I mean? Like, you know, that was the thing I loved. I loved Zach Gowan, like watching him. I'm really, I mean, I know that they had hired the wrong guy. That was hilarious. Like, <laughs> But he was good. Yeah, he was. Yeah, freaking one-legged moonsaults and shit. Like, I can't even do a two-legged moonsault, even when I wasn't, like, skinny. Especially, like, he got to work with the boss. I mean, it was before all the sex scandals, but still, he worked with the boss. And Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan. Before all of his scandals. Yes. Maybe maybe there's a correlation here. I think Brock Lesnar <laughs> is the only scandal-less person. Yeah, probably. Because he's smart enough to stay in the wilderness of Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> or wherever the hell he is. Um, there was yeah. a UFC fight. He comes out, and under the nationality, they have Canada. <laughs> like, you've gone too far. Yeah. Saskatchewan. <laughs> That's how Dustin Rhodes says it. Did you ever, <laughs> did you ever watch Beyond? You saw Beyond the Mat, right? Yes, I did. Did you see that little thing where Dustin Rose is in the background dressed up like gold dust? Yes. He's talking to the camera. He's like, hello, I'm from Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's really funny. Oh, that was the one where they really said the whole Jake the Snake history thing. Yeah. And yeah. one of my coworkers was interested in, and I I tried doing the family tree and just said, now, just to warn you, there's a lot of diagonal lines that don't go straight across, so be ready. There's a couple of limbs off the tree that have been falling off and tied back on. <laughs> like, there are a few people that are related in ways you would not want them to be, is all I'm saying. Yeah. He wasn't from Stone Mountain, Georgia. He was from Stone Mountain, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> No offense to people in Alabama. But blood was, tests aren't necessary. That's right. I was married there. <laughs> so, yeah. But no, that was it was a good match. Uh, Jack Perry and Christian, it took from took them forever to culminate that into a match. Like, what, they've been feuding for, what, a year? Yeah, and then Christian got injured, and they had to wait for him to come back. Yeah. And Luchasaurus, I guess, is gone until they can figure out the lawsuit against him or against is it against him or aew i would assume against him yes uh i don't i don't know it depends on the contracts because if he's working as an independent contractor it's gonna go up against him and if because and if aew didn't know and he's working as an independent contractor then you know it, the only time it would aew should be liable i'm no lawyer but i did take a couple of years of media law i know a little bit 
I'm not an expert at it, but I, if you have an independent contractor, I'm assuming, and they're doing the mask and they know about it, but the AEW had no idea about it, then AEW wouldn't be liable for any damages caused from the independent contractor that had done that. Now, if they would have known, oh, know, then that, it's a whole nother. Then thing. it's a whole other story. Then then they're liable for you know, not necessarily defamation because I don't think Luchasaurus really defamed that that mask. But if anything, he gave it recognition. But uh, so yeah, like AEW then would be probably at fault for for that because yeah look at me using my college (laughs) (laughs) that was undergrad shit too uh so yeah jungle boy one i i loved the spots they had in the actual dirt where like jungle boy puts on the snare trap using a shovel that was cool and he actually hit the concerto of course did the whole conflicted thing before doing it though yeah dude that match just it told a really good story it very much did you and apparently when you often. close the casket, it just goes straight to hell. Right. Like I said, I, I was telling you last night, I thought the casket, I thought the, the pulley system or the mechanic system broke when <laughs> yep. he like slammed him in there. I was like, oh shit, did that thing just fall? Was it supposed to fall? Like it looked like that, but I guess that was just their way of being like, to hell, <laughs> instead of just going, which would have been less dramatic, I think. Still, that fell quick. Yeah, unless it's smoke. If they would have done like smoke, oh, that would have been going, good. But I think that they should have had a drop and then fire. Go, that would have been cool as shit. They could have pulled that off. I love the idea of Christian in the cat. Just all right, it's gonna drop. The fuck! <laughs> like he's just like goo. <laughs> and he's like, I made a no-no, guys. <laughs> Like, uh, we said we were gonna lower it. We never said slowly. Yeah, we we we're we're gonna drop it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it was yeah. That's what I thought was like it was a problem. Yeah. Whatever. So, uh, so yeah, Jungle Boy wins that one. Which no, Ricky Starks would have been the start of this. All the young guys went over. I was super impressed to see all the veterans put over the next generation in this pay per view. Yeah, I didn't, see, I didn't even think about that. But now that you say that, it makes sense. And yeah, next up we had the House of Black versus the Elite. And we started off with Kenny Omega versus Buddy Matthews in the ring. And Buddy looked like he was just trying to prove something out there. He looked great against Omega. And of course, um, then everyone got in the ring and chaos ensued. Yep, which we knew would happen. But dude, Buddy Matthews is a, is awesome, and when WWE let them go, that was one of the dumbest things, dude. That match he had with Roman Reigns, it was on, so good. It was amazing, and it basically just proved that he could work like his ass off, and he was good. And no, they were gonna fire this guy because he's you know he's good, <laughs> and we don't want anyone who's good and could work a match. He's too Australian, pal. <laughs> yeah, his accent's too thick, pal. God. Okay, but Vince, Rhea Ripley's over there like, right, but she's hot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like Vince. Worst part is I do not think I'm that far off in my my assumption. I I think you're pretty accurate. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So yeah, the end of the match, we had Julia Hart distracting Nick Jackson, who I'm just going to call the the Invincible Buck. 
Because Nick apparently fuck. takes Yeah, he, he takes all of the punishment and then just gets up like nothing happened. <laughs> That's awesome. Or no, Matt Jackson is the invincible buck. Yeah. I I, I never can tell which buck which buck is which. Which Jackson is which. I have no idea. Like, I just I don't know. I still think they're generation me or whatever. <laughs> from TNA, isn't that what they were called? It is. And yeah. I don't think that gimmick was too far away from the truth. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. But uh, so yeah, Kenny Omega <laughs> he eventually V triggers Julia Hart and just does a whole meh. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was big on her for taking that bump. Yeah. I I was not see I didn't see that coming, but it was cool. Especially after that table bump she did where she overshot it. Yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah. I just said, hey guys, I think I'm done with off the ring bumps for a little bit. Yeah, I think I think I'll call it a night. I'll be joining the Keaton family next week. <laughs> I love that joke. And so, yeah, it took every single member of the House of Black hitting their finishing move on the Invincible Buck, but they finally pinned him. So just so we're clear, Bronson Reed needed three finishing moves hit on him at the Elimination Chamber before he could be pinned. The Invincible Buck also needed three finishing maneuvers hit on him before he could be pinned. Yeah. You know what, though, man? Like, this, there's... And that's one, the one thing about AEW is they're, they're, especially the elite, they're a huge fans of false finishes. Yeah. It's, it's like a Jerry Lynn match on loop. I keep it, saying, I feel like their matches go for three moves too long. Maybe. Maybe more than that. Yeah. Like it feels like it feels like they hit a devastating maneuver that should wind up with someone being in the hospital, and then they hit a less impressive move for the win. Right, yeah. That that, that sounds about right. But it's um oh like I don't know. I I don't know, like they just like I said, it seems like an old ECW match between Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn on loop. That's fair. That's how many false finishes they have. Like, it puts those two guys to shame because you've seen their matches, and it's just like there has to be like 150 false finishes in that match. In oh, those yeah. matches, and there's probably three times as much in an elite match. And it's like, we will get our moves in, damn it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, they didn't do a whole hell of a lot of super kicks this time. No, which I'm a. I like that because I don't think the super kick should be such a transitional spot. Much no. like I don't think the Canadian destroyer should be a transition move. No, the Canadian destroyer should be the one and done. Like it's amazing when you look at moves like the pile driver, the DDT. That used to be you hit it and that was it. Mm -hmm. And now it's oh, you can hit three pile drivers. Well, it was like I was listening to I think I was listening to Cornette. He was talking about the DDT the other day. And he said that, like, it's just, it's done differently now than it used to be. Yeah, like, it used to be you fall flat on your face, and now everyone kind of rolls through they it. Kind of, yeah, because it's safer doing it that way. But Jake used to just drop you right on your damn face. Right. You know, it's like a Ricky Steamboat, you know. Or well, who like, was it? I think he mentioned The Undertaker was the only one to kick out of the DDT. Yeah, I think that's what he said. Yeah, that makes sense, too. Which, he's the authority, I have no reason to question it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I know uh, WWE history fairly well, but not that, and that much. Like, not that in depth. 
Right. <laughs> I was there for that, though. Oh, really? Yeah, I was there at WrestleMania 8. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was there for that, and I got to see The Undertaker's face turn against Jake and, you know, kicking out of the DDT. I got to see uh, Piper and and Bret Hart for the Intercontinental title. I got to see Ric Flair and Savage. I got to see, on a lesser extent, Hogan versus Sid Justice, which was just awful. Like, boy, did that match happen. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. You know, you know what was a better match than that match? Go ahead. Like the, there was like some weird six man tag with like it was like the natural disasters with with uh, Sergeant Slaughter or something like that against or no it was like it's like the natural disasters maybe it was Sergeant Slaughter against like the Nasty Boys and some and the Mountie or some bullshit I don't remember what match that was but that match was better. You know it's amazing <laughs> John Tenta Earthquake. He was like twenty years old when he first debuted in WWE. But he didn't look the, 20. He looked every bit of 50. He did. He Yeah, he did. He was only 20? Yeah. Like, Holy not to hell. be insulting, but geez, dude. It's like Morgan Freeman just, he's been old since I was born. How is this a thing? And Keith Richards. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing holding him together is the freaking the whiskey and whatever drug. Right. <laughs> if, he's, if he gets clean, he's going to die. <laughs> I, I know I read somewhere, and I just choose to believe this. He has to have his blood replaced every few months because it's so toxic. I've heard that. I've heard like, that, too. That's funny. <laughs> and I love the idea they just pull out the Keith Richards attachment to whatever the machine is. <laughs> like, it's Keith Richards. Grab the adamantium tubes. <laughs> otherwise, it'll eat through the plastic. <laughs> He's got like xenomorph blood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That's great. Uh, So after the Elite versus the House of Black, it was, I guess, JR's bedtime because they replaced him with Tony Schiavone. (laughs) He was just just like, like, maybe he just got mad and left. Maybe he was angry. (laughs) JR can't keep up with that modern flippy, flippy stuff after that Elite match. He's just like, I'm done, guys. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, that you're, I think it might be closer. Like, maybe he was just tired and wanted to go home. And they were just like, uh, get Tony Schwani up here. JR's got to go. He's got to go take his nap. <laughs> Poor JR. Oh, but Salty JR is still my favorite. <laughs> yes. I, I love it when he's pissed off at what he's having to commentate. It's the greatest thing in the world. Oh, man. So next up, we had the three-way ladies match, and the crowd was loving Jamie Hayter. Like, I love her too, but the crowd was super into her. Which I don't get, because her last name is was supposed to tell you how to feel about her. Yeah, right there. Jamie Hayter, you know, like, that's a stupid joke, but it, you know, it it hit well in my head there for a few seconds, and now I'm making, I am having regrets about the joke. Decisions have been made, now we all have to live with it. (laughs) Jamie Hayter, you know, I guess Uh, that's the crowd's way of rebelling against the match, they all love her. I keep forgetting she's British. Yeah, I thought she was like... Yeah, she is British, isn't she? I don't know what it is, but every time she speaks, I know it's going to be an accent, but it always shocks me. Like, every time, just, <laughs> huh, look at that. Yeah. It, 
Well, I mean, but though, like, if you know it's going to be an accent, what what kind of accent do you think it is if it's not? It's like French or, <laughs> or like, or is she like sounding Russian? Hey, everybody, Jamie Hater have title. <laughs> Jamie you Hater what, fight. You know what it is? She's got the blonde dye, but then the brown roots. So yeah. I definitely expect more of a southern sound. <laughs> so you're thinking, hi, everybody, I'm Jamie Hater. <laughs> Oh, oh, sugar. She called everybody sugar in the match. Sugar, you're fine. You know, the, the Russian one you just did? I, yeah. I always love this story, and I tell it every chance I get. There was this guy in the International Space Station, and they look through the, like, bottom where the glass is, and they yeah. go, wow, it's amazing. You can see the whole world. There's no boundaries. There's no borders. And this Russian guy looks over and goes, you weren't expecting dotted lines? <laughs> <laughs> that's good oh it was the absolute best. <laughs> like just this completely dry no sense of humor at all but it was so funny why are you angry it's just game right. <laughs> uh, oh my god so that match ended weird yeah with ruby I guess after being punched in the face by Soraya several times, they were working together the whole time. Maybe she hit her so hard it made something click and she turned heel. <laughs> Maybe she just hit her so hard and hit her heel button. I'm even curious, <laughs> what was the plan like? If you're on the same team at the end, who was supposed to win the match? It's not like you guys worked together to do it. They should have had her cut a promo on Monday saying that in the like towards the end of the match, she kind of understood them or something, you know, like that way it made sense for her to be fighting the other ones, you know, or even, you know what, if I have to pick a side, I'm picking the winning side, like something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm picking the side that spray paints Tony's ass and I'm sorry. I know a lot of people are huge, huge Soraya fans, and you know that's cool. You know, you do you, and I know there's a lot of people in there that are are huge like Tony Storm fans, but I'm not one of those people. I've never really been a Paige fan. I didn't really. She was just kind of there when she was in WWE for me. She was like, oh, it's Paige. Okay. Yep, I you am know. thoroughly underwhelmed with this run. I was, like I said, I was a thoroughly underwhelmed with her initial run. Like, I just didn't care. And maybe it was just because of the time that she debuted and it was that time where wrestling was just kind of meh for me. When the best one on your roster is Nikki Bella, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's a big problem. Like, this is the same woman who, when Vader went into the Hall of Fame, she was asked about it and said, I'm always happy to see the older guys go in. The stories they get to tell us during their speech, and you quickly realize you don't know he's dead. <laughs> uh, these are the okay. So you remember the Tough Enough show? Yes. Okay, there was an episode of Tough Enough, and I always remember this because I just because I'm always like, what would I say? And Stone Cold was there, you know, as the coach, and he's asks one of the girls in there, Melina well, versus Alicia Fox. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, what's what was your favorite what's your favorite match of all time? Melina versus Alicia Fox. And he's like, looks at her like, I can't believe you just fucking said that. <laughs> like, 
And he's like, and I know he didn't mean any disrespect towards the women, but at the same time, that is like not even, that's not even on the same planet no. as other, as uh, the, most people say like Savage Steamboat or, or some people will say, you know, like San Martino and, and Ivan Koloff or you know, something like that Hulk Hogan versus Warrior. I say Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker, the latter match on Raw for the Undisputed title. That's my that favorite. That's a really good That's one. my favorite match of all time. Like, it told the best story. But anyway, she comes out and says, Molina versus Alicia Fox on, on what, fucking Smackdown, I think. Sunday Night Heat or some shit. Like, or, or like, on Jacked or Velocity or something. <laughs> you know, and Stone Cold just looks at her like, you suck. Like, basically, he just told her that she sucked. Well, you, you know who said that, right? Yeah. Uh, that was Ariane. That was um, Naomi's partner in the Funkadactyls. Well, she's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Th- that This same woman tried to pin someone when they were face down. Like, she did this. Ugh. It was a good-looking move where she does a split and, like, falls on their back. Yeah. The problem is they were back up, face down, and she looks at the ref and goes, count it! And the referee... With the best response possible, goes count what? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Anyway, yeah, that was that was. I always remember that because I'm just like Stone Cold's asking you a question like that, and that's what you say. Right. No, you, you just fucking go to the the match that you think was the most popular, even if you don't know. You just say Hogan Andre WrestleMania three, like. You can, even though that match wasn't great, the the as far as like technical technical abilities and things like that, it was iconic. So you could just like that should be your go to if you don't know. Especially as far as WWE is concerned, that's the first time Andre was ever slammed. Yeah, well, which was so weird. Hogan slammed him in '81. Right, like you know what I mean, or whenever he first went in there with Fred Blassie as his manager. Not only is it not the first time Andre was slammed, it's not even the first time Hogan did it. Yeah, like Kamala slammed him, Warrior slammed him. Didn't Big John Stud slam him once? I believe so. In one of the territories, I yeah. want to say Mid South. Maybe what well, I know it wasn't WrestleMania because that was the ten thousand dollar body slam match where, <laughs> where he yeah. But. So, speaking of Kamala. When Vice President Harris was first, when Vice President Harris was first announced as the VP running mate, that is when Kamala the Ugandan giant died. So I woke up one day to a bunch of Kamala found dead in the hotel room, and all I could think was like, the vice presidential nominee was found dead in the hotel room, and it started to click like. Why does the Wrestling Observer have the scoop on the vice presidential nominee dying in a hotel room? You know what I have to say about that? There can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> for all you kids out there, that was a Highlander reference. And for all of you kids out there, you need to see that movie. It's yeah, great. If you haven't watched that, you're fucking wrong. And it has the free birds in it. Yeah, see, it's all wrestling, you know, it all comes back to wrestling. <laughs> Fabulous free birds at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, like, weren't they wrestling like Iron Mike Sharp or some shit? I think. <laughs> like something weird like that. All right. So, so next we had Hangman so who, versus well, who, who went over? Who went over in the women's match? It was 
Oh, it was Hater. Yeah, Jamie Hater went over, and then Ruby Soho came in, and yeah, Ruby throws Soraya out of the ring, then attacks Britt Baker and Jamie Hater. Yeah, and then they're like, "Okay, fine, I'll join them." Right. Your 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 cat's hilarious. Your cat is a is a part of the show, dude. Oh, good. If it, if it meow, if it meows, people are just gonna be like, "Kitty," you know, because <laughs> the internet loves cats. <laughs> so. Now, if my dog barks in the background, which he does occasionally, then people are just like, the dog needs to shut up. But if it was a cat, it'd be fine. So anyway, yeah, so Ruby comes in, and and now they're like the ex-WWE wrestlers or something is what they're going for. I guess it's a female version of the Outsiders. Sure, why not, I guess. Yeah, and they're going to, maybe they'll just keep adding to it until they're the the fem wo <laughs> if they you should, just thought of that, that it's brilliant if I you did. had to write it down first that's even better i did i did that was on the fly that was a that was on the fly the fem wo <laughs> they should use that tony khan there you go i oh, want royalties for that shit you know that gif where the guy's standing in the middle and everyone around him like oh oh yeah <laughs> The instant you said that, just I'm done. I'm not going to top that. We're moving on. It's a it's a clever fucking name. Like they should it use is. that shit. The FMWO. Anyway, so next match we had oh, uh, Hangman versus Moxley. Okay, man. Oh my god, that match. This match was crazy. The only thing, the biggest criticism I had of it was. I feel like Moxley bleeds way too much, so this just didn't mean as much as it should. Yeah. Like, I, I loved it. It was absolutely insane. Just, I wish it wasn't something I saw every Wednesday. Well, it made it a little more, it was that Hangman doesn't bleed that much. No. So when he started bleeding a little bit, then it was like, oh, shit. Okay, so this is brutal. But I see what you're saying, because I thought the exact same thing. I was on the, the live stream that time, and I was I was... Brendan was asking a lot of questions, you know, about like hardcore wrestling and they should do this. And I was like, no, dude, they, they use C4 once. Like, like they used to use C4 and, and, uh, and Onita's fed. And then they, you know, they took down the ropes. He was very surprised when I told him they took down the ropes and hung up barbed wire. And they had to like cut Sabu out with like wire cutters and he was all shredded out. Oh, and there was that match, Cactus Jack against Terry Funk, where they had the exploding boards as well. Yeah, the C4 uh, exploding love, board death matches. I did love at the end, the ring is supposed to explode, and it doesn't. Yeah. And poor Terry Funk <laughs> looks up with his hands up like, what happened, guys? We're still here. Yeah. You know, talking about that, talking about that match makes me want to go play Fire Pro Wrestling Returns on my PS4. Oh, that's Just makes me want to go do that. You know what? I didn't do justice. I can do a better Terry Funk. Give me one second. All right. What happened, guys? <laughs> it didn't blow up. I told you about the about the time Terry Funk and I talked about. We had a conversation about the four doinks. Yes. <laughs> he really did not like that. <laughs> He's like, oh, that was stupid. <laughs> they were four doinks. Oh, that did you just, ever? That was just Mabel. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you ever read his book? No, I didn't know so, he had a book. 
he has one chapter that is dedicated to the insane clown posse oh no because <laughs> apparently <laughs> i don't remember the exact story but he had mentioned they used his likeness or something like that without permission yes and I'll so when um oh what was it when they found out they gave him a whole bunch of money as a our bad so at the very end of the chapter he just goes i love the insane clown posse they're great juggalos united (laughs) that happened on these oh okay strangle manias one and two nope i i see his likeness there it is yep that's what that's what it was that's funny you brought that up I've had those tapes for forever. So I was show I was yeah I was showing my VHS copies of Strangle Manias one and two for those of you wondering what the hell I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, so yeah, um, Hangman wins by hanging a man. Yeah, you know what? Hey, there's truth in advertising, right? <laughs> right. Finally, something is something is what it's supposed to be. The guy that hangs people hung somebody. <laughs> Which I just wish Hangman sounded like a bit more of a badass or an ass kicker than he does. Like the promo leading up to this was quite literally Hangman saying, I abhor violence. I don't like violence. Like, you're a wrestler, dude. You better at least flirt with violence. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Yeah, just like at least be like, if I need to use violence, I can. You know, like, I would love to see James Storm versus Hangman Page. That'd be fun. Yeah, both those cowboys beating the hell out of each other. I mean, my ultimate love would be to see Beer Money reunited, but oh, yeah. I don't think we're getting that. I don't know if we if we make a giant Twitter thing and like we can get like thousands of people to all like tag Triple H and be like, we all want to see Beer Money again. Make it happen. <laughs> I'm sure they could throw enough money at James Storm where he'd be like, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> Or ever, you know what? Even if without James Storm, everybody should go on Twitter right now, tag Vince McMahon and Triple H, and say, "Where's glorious Bobby Roode?" Yeah, because and and we want the glorious gimmick back. Everyone should do that. Like right now, we're going on Twitter and just be like, "Glorious, I mean Robert Roode is fucking amazing," and you guys bring him back now. Like Dolph Ziggler is clearly back on his own, getting yeah. beat up by almost. Yeah, I don't want to see the Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler as a team anymore. No, I, was I didn't have and it interest no... when it started. I certainly don't have interest now. Yeah. It, it didn't make any sense when they did it and, and just wasted the glorious gimmick. You know, why the hell would they get rid of the glorious gimmick? It was working. It was I think over. That's why they got rid of it. Dude, it was over. It was. And I swear to God, it's just Vince like getting pissed off at all the things Triple H did that worked. Because yeah, he did, because like, Vince is one of those egomaniacs that, if he didn't come up with the idea, then he doesn't he doesn't want it in there, because everything has to be his idea. Which is such the weirdest thing. Now, granted, I'm extremely lazy, so if someone comes <laughs> to me and says, "Hey, dude, work's already done. Just slap your name on it." Like, done. <laughs> yeah, dude. There were like viral videos of Bobby Roode, like people coming down to like their wedding. Like they would have their wedding song be glorious, you know, like, and people would come out like that. And I'm like, that's fucking great. Like, I wish I could do that. It's never going to happen. 
Because <laughs> my wife would rather kill me in my sleep than do that. But uh, but yeah, dude, like that gimmick was so over, and they could have just done stuff with it. It's the same thing with handsome Cody Rhodes. Like when he was all like, you know, got all messed up his nose broken, he had to wear the mask. Like that thing could have been that thing could have been rode out for years. Yes. Like and because and then everybody's just like we, you know, it's it's been three years, and he's just like I'm hideous. Like and they could have just kept going, but no, no, I wouldn't do that. But anyway. here's here's how you sneak in glorious if you ever renew your vows or anything like that. Just say, hey, they found a queen song that has never been released before. <laughs> and I really like it. I think we should <laughs> it, it you know it touches on Freddie Mercury's operatic years. <laughs> or operatic years. I don't know. I'm I'm not Italian. I don't know how the hell you say that. I, d- I only does. hosted the Metropolitan Opera for like a year and a half on NPR, but I, <laughs> I don't I don't know if the words operatic or operatic. <laughs> it still blew my mind to find out the opera Figaro is not the one that actually has the whole Figaro, Figaro, Figaro. Yeah, that's that's a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I felt so lied to. Like Bugs Bunny failed me. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire failed me. Because that was at the beginning of that movie, too. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> I don't know why the hell I remember that, but I do. Oh, because Robin he's... Williams is a treasure. Yes, yes, he was. You know, I just remember him doing that, like, anti-smoking thing at the end of that and getting fired. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, even at a young age when Miss Doubtfire came out, being like, dude, it was your job. Just do it and shut up. <laughs> you get to voice cartoons. No one cares about your personal politics, bro. So apparently Robin Williams only played the genie if they let him play Batty in Fern Gully because he wanted to raise awareness for the rainforest. Really? Yes. Robin That's... Williams only agreed to play the genie so that he could play Batty in Fern Gully. See, that's weird because like Disney doesn't own Fern Gully. Do they not? I'm pretty no. sure they do. No, that, that was a Don Bluth film. That was you know like what? perhaps I've been lied to then. You were lied to. I don't Damn know. I, maybe maybe Disney was like a production on it or something. I don't know. Maybe but it's I, one of those like Who Framed Roger Rabbit where everyone worked together yeah. until it was supposed to reciprocate, and they said no. Maybe I, I I never knew. You're probably right. It could it probably it could have been Disney. Um, I just never thought that because of the animation style being so different and the drawings being so different. Because like I like Land Before Time, I don't even know. Does Disney own Land Before Time now? I don't think they do. Okay. All like twenty of those. Yeah, there's like yeah, there's like nine thousand of those damn movies. And the and only the one first I cared one about traumatized us children. I know, right? Yeah, that that was sad. Right. <laughs> I still watch that, and I'm like, no, not Littlefoot's mom. Like, dude, they killed his mom in like the first half hour. I start having com like I start having PTSD flashbacks of, of like Bambi's mom getting shot and and then the the secret of Nim with the rats that get killed by the by everything and then I start thinking about Old Yeller. <laughs> so word Fuck is you, Disney. So word is Disney wants to do a live action Bambi. Uh, do they really? That is the word that I have heard by rumor. Well, they worked for the live-action Lion King, dude. My cats love that show, <laughs> dude. I we have I have a video of my 
of my cat Mel Gibson, the all-terrain armored transport. Watching <laughs> I love your cat names. <laughs> watching the Lion King live action. And this cat, this cat just never sits still. Like he's just all over the place. And the Lion King came on, and that cat sat in front of my television for the whole movie. Like he got on his hind legs at some point and washed it up on his hind legs and get back down and sit and then watch it more. I've never seen this before. Like that cat was glued to those cats on TV. Like he was like, why can't, why can't I talk like that? Like they're all talking. Why can't I? I can't. Meow. Like that's not working. <laughs> yeah. Did he look around like, where's my Beyonce kitty? I don't know. But you know, like that's the thing. Like even when we'd get up to go to the other room, or someone would make a noise, or he did not budge. He was glued. I thought he was having a seizure, or like a stroke, or something. <laughs> I was like, we might want to call the vet. Like, <laughs> our cat's being possessed by Walt Disney. Um. Anyway, back to well, wrestling. Speaking of animals, next we had <laughs> Wardlow versus Samoa Joe. Yeah. Which this match was all the beef. I mean, New York Strip sirloin ground <laughs> bottom round that's cow booty for those of you that don't know short Chuck. round it was all the beef <laughs> and short round don't forget no time for love dr jones <laughs> okie dokie and i apologize for everyone who had to sit through that but i thought it was hilarious the first time i said it and i'm probably gonna oh. do it again yes that was dude that was good you know what and that was pretty funny and i gotta say one thing about this match that is how you have two big men work. Yes. Like I like, loved this match. It was great, dude. It was physical as hell. These two guys, like you said, they were just basically like USDA fucking <laughs> steaks and fucking just like rump roast. <laughs> like Wardlow doing a running up the rope swanton. Like that's how you showcase Wardlow. Yeah. And it was just, it was good. Like it was, I was into it. And uh, I actually I like I like Wardlow now when he doesn't have the little pony nub, because now he now he looks like a beast, dude. Yes. Before he just looked he looked silly, I thought, but that's just my opinion. He looked, and I know this is probably going to come off the wrong way, but he looked like one of the modern like man bun type things. Yeah, he did. I see it, I just go, I can't take it seriously. No. And but yeah, that man, like I said, you know, WWE needs to take a look at that and be like, if you want big guys and you want them working together, like Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, or Braun Strowman and Brock, or Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley, or however you want to do it, that is how you do it. Yes, it is. Like that's your blueprint right there. Yeah, because that just, I mean, that was like that was like eighties. That was like two big guys in the 80s and early 90s going up against each other. You know? That's like Hercules Hernandez and freaking like Warlord. the and the Warlord or like the Barbarian like wrestling each other. You know, that was some old school big guy shit and it was great. Yes, it was. I have no... Uh, the match, even the match ending the way it did with, with uh, QT Marshall coming down. Oh, that was, um, that was on Dynamite. Oh, was that on Dynamite? Yeah. What the fuck am I thinking of then? So th- this one ended because we were joking about it. Wardlow headbutts a Samoan. Risky move, but it worked. Because <laughs> yeah. in the world of wrestling, Samoans apparently have the hardest heads. 
Yeah. Damn it, what the hell, man? All my shit's running together now. Yeah, Joe ended up tapping out to his own his own uh cocaine clutch. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that was what okay. Why the fuck am I getting this wrong? <laughs> it's this is what happens when I don't take notes. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so but yeah, even yeah, I knew the match. I knew the match we were talking about, but I I just I misplaced Joe with Hobbs for some reason. It happens, man. <laughs> I mean, Hobbs was in the I, Hobbs was up in the bleachers. Hobbs had his Sonic watching. Power ring. He was there. Yeah, but no, yeah. The, I mean, the match is the same match I was talking about. But that's how you have two big guys work. It was just, it was just a fun match. And and I'll, and I'll go out and say that the match on Dynamite too was great. Yes, it was. It, you know, so that was my that was my highlight of the night. Like, I was thoroughly watching like i was kind of bored through most of it then that match at the bare hand like okay i'm in i'm invested i like this one yeah it just it just proves it like like with that match we can talk about it in a little bit but like you know it just proves that how how far hobbs has come because i i thought hobbs was green as shit like a year ago like oh, I was made tremendous improvements, and I, I didn't like him because I'm like, man, this guy's gonna hurt somebody because he was sloppy as fuck in the ring. And now when I watch, it, I'm like, wow, this guy's really good. And Wardlow too. Wardlow was real sloppy when he started in there, but those two guys, they must train. They must do a lot of their training and stuff together as well, because it seems like, like they know each other. Really oh, I'm well. sure you've seen on Twitter. There's like AEW botches where they just show all the mistakes everyone makes. Yeah. I do not see Wardlow or Hobbs in there. No. At least not lately. They're they're solid workers now. Yeah. And then, but yeah, the 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 Joe match, and I actually had mentioned this on the live stream when they initially uh, when uh, Wardlow put Joe in the Coquina clutch. You know, is that is he still called the Coquina clutch? I think so. That's okay. what I'm going with because that's yeah. what I know it is. And it has a nice ring to it, so that's what I'm gonna go with. It really just looks like a cross-faced chicken wing like Bob Backlund used to do. That's basically <laughs> what it is, um, except for it doesn't look really awkward when Bob Backlund's shaking around on the ground with the hold in. It looks like he's put somebody in a very uncompromising position. It's right up there with um, when Excalibur does the whole tope con hilo with a triple indie over the top, and you can almost hear JR going, most people just say dive, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and 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 okay, and we're also talking about talking about uh, revolution. The RJ City like interviews that they had before were just in in the middle were weird. Yeah, I didn't see this. What happened with him? What was it? What's the dude from the the JAS? Um, Sammy the, Guevara? No, the other guy. Like, was it Magic? something Matt Menard Menard or whatever yeah like he was like saying feel my nipple it's so hard I'm so excited and RJ City's like playing with his nipple the whole time and I'm like what is going on here and then our and then RJ City was just so weird in his interviews like the first thing I popped in my head and like I I don't I know who RJ City is I didn't at first I didn't recognize him but I was just like this guy on doing these backstage segments is like annoying, like Todd Pettengill. Oh, I was like, and Todd Pettengill was—I mean, he, 
he wasn't as annoying as Todd Pettengill, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't, I, I, I don't, I don't understand RJ city, I guess. Cause that's just kind of his shtick from what I gathered. He's like really kind of strange in his interviews and stuff. Um, but then, yeah, he just kept doing weird stuff like that the whole time. And like, he was kept trying to touch the other dude's hair later. Like he was like, He's like, feel my hair. And he's like, ooh, and he touches his hair. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, we, we've slammed past funny and hit uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, so like, I'm like, I don't care. Like, you know, it, it came across as being like a sexual thing. And I'm like, well, I don't care if these guys are like gay. Who gives a shit? But like, at the same time, I was like, why, why is he doing this? I don't understand why he's rubbing this guy's nipples. Is for good luck? Like is uh, what's going on? Like I don't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was just uncomfortable because it just didn't make any sense to me. To the point where I was like, "Well, this, this doesn't seem like this other guy likes this very much." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "This might be a little rapey." <laughs> I, I actually found the trick to dealing with someone who's like that in real life. You just look over and go, "You're a little weird, huh?" <laughs> it's like it was like he was doing a thing from south park like from the cable company oh, yes. <laughs> like oh just... is that disturbing you oh is oh, that inconvenient no. oh <laughs> that's what i got from it and i was like and, and even the south park episode i'm like this is really weird and my kids will come down and that episode pops on and they're just like what is happening i'm like these guys are rubbing their nipples son <laughs> Oh, you know, I finally saw the third episode of this season. You were right. That third episode was just not good. The no. Japanese toilet one. It was garbage. Like, I don't know if they, did they have a new one this week? Yes. I know there's a fourth one out. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet either. I'll probably do that later. Like, unfortunately, craziness took over. I didn't even have time to look at NXT, which it sounds like I didn't miss much. But do we, do we ever? No. Did Shawn Michaels, is Shawn Michaels going to come out of retirement to fight Grayson Waller or something? No, he um, he had Johnny Gargano as his oh. stand-in. He's going to face him. Uh, you know what? Which, if like, sure, I guess. Is it going to be an, is it going to be a WrestleMania? Um, it's going to be at Stand and Deliver, so the night before Mania. With, Ed, with Edward, is Edward James almost going to be there? <laughs> is he going to be like, he's like, I cannot reach these NXT keys. <laughs> How do I reach these NXT keys? Sorry, that was bad. <laughs> you know, I've yet to meet anyone who wasn't forced to watch that in school. It's yes. unbelievable the play that movie gets. My every, like every my wife said when she was in Spanish class, they had to watch it like like every every other week or something. They watch it like. It's like when the teacher is just like, I've had enough. I need some smokes and some whiskey. I'm going to turn it on, stand and deliver. <laughs> and, and they're like, why are we watching this? And then she stops. She'd be like, ah, 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 in Espanol. Donde? Donde se atenecanula? Donde se atenecanula? Oh, that's like how there are certain songs that you know the person wrote it going, this is going to play in strip clubs for the next 10 years. <laughs> it's going to be on every single Magic Mike movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Speaking of which, Magic Mike three's out, and I'm not gonna watch it just like I didn't watch the other two because honestly, I'm not that much. I'm not that comfortable in my sexuality. So, <laughs> but at least we've all come to peace with that. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know. I've never had the moment of Magic Mike is on. Do you want to watch it? Nope. I've I never never had that, and I'm like, well, I, I've already watched Coyote Ugly, so I, I don't need to watch Magic Mike. <laughs> Coyote Ugly was the dude's version of Magic Mike. I went to the real <laughs> bar, Coyote Ugly, in Texas. Oh, yeah? And they would pass a microphone off between all the ladies, and they would hype up the patrons, whatever. But I don't know what it is. Apparently, when you get the mic, you have to start off with, Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! I mean, every single one without fail. They would pass the mic, Oh, yeah! So shots are going. <laughs> It'd be funnier if one of them grabbed the mic and went, Roadhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Which they filmed a scene for at the last UFC pay-per-view. Nice. Nice. Uh, You know, like, so when you went to Coyote Ugly, was Piper Parabo there? No. Well, then (laughs) what the hell's the point? Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's bullshit. (laughs) Uh, even if I ever got dragged into a male strip club, you know, which will never happen. No offense to anybody who wants to go to male strip clubs. It's just not my, it's not my bag, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Dude, love would if, be proud. If Channing Tatum isn't there and if Gabriel Iglesias isn't working the DJ booth, I don't, I'm not going to go. Like, but if I get dragged in there and I and Channing Tatum's there, he's a handsome fella, and like Gabriel Iglesias is working the working the DJ booth, then I'll be more inclined to be okay with it. Because like, if I have to look at Wang, then at least it's gonna be Channing Tatum's Wang. <laughs> <laughs> I have scruples. <laughs> All right, moving uh, on. Moving on. So yeah, next we had clearly the come down of the night, which was the fatal four way tag match. It was uh, the Guns versus the Acclaimed versus Danhausen and Orange Cassidy, and who else was in it? Uh, it was um, yeah, it was. God, you're right. I can't. The Guns, Jarrett, and Jay Lethal. Yes, that's who yeah, it was. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I just put in my notes here. Clearly, Danhausen is in to take the pin, and the guns retain with a pin on Danhausen. Yeah, that match was meh. It was definitely the hey, you guys need a breather before the main event. Here you go. Yeah, let's cool them off for a few. Which nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being on that spot in the card. That spot no. has to exist. And it was still entertaining. I mean, Orange Cassidy was pretty entertaining in that match. They claimed are always entertaining, but I think the MVP entertainers in there were Cassidy and Danhouse, and that's who everybody was popping for. You know, I'm surprised that the acclaim didn't get as much of a pop as Cassidy and and Danhausen because the acclaim everyone true. loves the acclaimed. And uh, yeah, then we got the real highlight of the match: FTR made their return. Yes, which they're not. I don't think I don't know if they're going to be there long though. I think they're just there because they got the call. I read somewhere, uh, as much as I don't like reading the dirt sheets, I read somewhere that uh, they were, they're not really in a real solid, like their contract's going to be up pretty soon anyway, and they're they're actually talking about going back to WWE. 
Oh, funny enough about the dirt sheets. I read this one website that says unequivocally FTR has signed an extension on their contract. That same website I read unequivocally FTR is thinking about leaving and going to WWE. <laughs> like, it, and I swear it was one link, then the other. There wasn't even a story in between these two stories. Uh, I You're like, geez, sheets. dude, you can't even space it out a little bit. Like, nothing. Yeah, I like the, and I, I love the ones that make you pay for like the extra dirt you know what i mean like there's one you know and i'm not trying to slam anybody specifically but like i know there's one they're like i here's the news and this is this but if you really want to hear the news go to our patreon and i'm like i'm not going to give you five bucks to maybe be right (laughs) or ten bucks a month for you to just like spoil shit for me and or like falsify shit even if it's not on purpose that's the other thing I've never understood. Wrestling in general is the worst at this, yeah. where they review their YouTube is actually the perfect example. They'll put up, here's our review of AEW Revolution and the amazing FTR return surprise. You're like, well, well that thanks, bro. Kind of spoiled it. <laughs> thanks, bro. Appreciate that. Well, that's how they put that in the title, and that's how they get keywords, you know, like the keyword yeah. thing. So I never understood the keyword thing. I've always tried to do that when I have YouTube stuff up. And I think it actually scares people away. (laughs) They see it and they're like, what? Not this fucking guy again. (laughs) Bastard. So, yeah, then we had the main event, which was just an unbelievable Iron Man match. Like, if you're a wrestling fan, this is for you. Like, I don't care what kind of wrestling fan you are. This is what you wanted yeah, I mean, I was into it for the first first 15 minutes, you know, when I was into it and I was watching. I was on that live stream, too, so there was a lot of shenanigans going on, which was really funny because Brendan was like, this is an hour long. Like, so he's <laughs> he's given us, he started going on there talking about giving us, like, fake horror fake trivia. Fake horror <laughs> trivia, like, but horror trivia he would make up that actually sounded like it could be true. <laughs> there was more than one from, like, I think that's actually correct. Give me a second. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, like watching through the match, it was like, it was pretty good. And then I kind of just got into the comedy with them on there for a little while. And then I kept telling them on there, like, I'm like, cause he's like, oh, this match is like really long. I'm like about 15 minutes and has 15 minutes left. Shit's going to start picking up. Yep. And you're going to see a lot of crazy. I, the one thing about the match though is I didn't expect the falls. Like I, I literally thought it was going to be two, one. I was so proud of myself. I nailed how many falls it was going to be. That's awesome. I I swear, I thought they were going to go. I thought they were going to do a draw like they did, but but just at 1-1. Now, it, but I did call that they were going to like tie it, and then they were going to come out and restart it. Now, I did think it was weird. Number one, I thought it was weird they chose to do that because it's clear, okay, you're just calling back to Brett Michaels, Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart, Sean Mike. Yeah, Brett, Brett, Michaels Brett Michaels from Poison. Went yeah. out. <laughs> he, he showed up and he was singing that song, Something to Believe like, in. He and CeCe DeVille went <laughs> You mean Tommy Rich? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, CeCe. Like, Tommy Rich looks, now he looks like CeCe DeVille. Like, you see him at cons, you look at him like, oh, God damn, is that CeCe DeVille? Because that's what I did when I saw him at a con like 10 years ago. <laughs> and I don't know if you ever saw Rock of Love, 
but Brett Michaels has diabetes. He makes sure you know that every single episode. He should have had like Wilford Brimley on an episode of that. Right. Because they could have they could have had a conversation about it. Like that it could have got interesting and we could have learned the ins and outs of diabetes from from the man and the guy from Poison. <laughs> Oh, there was one. Michaels, Jesus. This will forever stick with me. He's on a date with this girl and he gives her an EpiPen and says, Look, I'm not feeling real well, so I need you to hold this. And if I start to look bad, I need you to jam it right into my thigh. She's doing a confessional, just here's this man, and he's he's giving me the ability to save his life. And it's just true love. Like, or he doesn't want to die. Also, I'm pretty sure the production crew might have one, too. Yeah, I think that that, yeah. Brett Michaels, playing playing a state fair near you. (laughs) (laughs) Playing your your local small town venue. Who at one point told a concert promoter he wasn't going to sing Every Rose Has Its Thorn. And the concert promoter flat out said, I'm paying you a shit ton of money. You're playing Every Rose Has Its Thorn. I swear, dude, that guy shows up literally at every state fair. <laughs> I like if you if there's a state fair, you know, Brett Michaels going to be there. Yeah. Even, even if they didn't book him, he's just going to show up and hope that someone cancels so he can go on stage. God damn it. <laughs> oh, I think I lost you. Did I lose him? Did we have an internet hookup? Like hiccup? He's like Candyman. You just put up your back. You were up. Oh, yeah. Your internet connection is unstable. Well, that's fine. Okay. I see, I see you now. We had All a right. pause. We had a pause there for a second. But much like MJF, we persevered. <laughs> And came out victorious <laughs> at the state fair. <laughs> at the state, <laughs> where you can get fried dough. You, you can get fried fried. <laughs> you, we'll even give you fried weed. Like <laughs> I went to one state fair in Virginia. This guy, his whole gimmick was he would fry whatever you brought him. So, like, if you brought him a ham and cheese sandwich, he would just fry a ham and cheese sandwich for you. Just bring him a rat. <laughs> Be like, this was really good in demolition, man. Here, like, cook, fry up this rat for me. And it was Sorry, great. That was He's, a dated reference. He stood right next to his cart, no shirt, just overalls. And I assure you, after watching the man turn, just overalls. And. You just, I, you, you got some ice cream. You want it fried? <laughs> and for those of you wondering, was he super hot? No, no, he was not. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna make it like they do at Chi Chi's. <laughs> Sir Chi Chi's went out of business for food poisoning. I don't care. We're gonna do it like Chi. Can't, can't you just do it like, like Hacienda or something? No, Chi Chi's. Like, like this guy also would not be in Magic Mike, I assure you. I hope not. <laughs> oh uh, so MJF. Oh, so the the big story was MJF <laughs> threw the. I thought it was water on the kid. 
apparently that was like straight tequila or vodka was it that is what the rumor online says which blows my mind because that was a lot of tequila or vodka you know what the funnier part is that was what his mom was drinking (laughs) right Like, you hear that story and go, are we going to glance over that this parent was apparently just mainlining tequila? (laughs) Nobody light a match. (laughs) But yeah, they said, like, I would would have been pissed as a parent if someone just dumped tequila on my, what, 10 year old? For two reasons. One, now I have no tequila. And two, you just threw stuff on my kid. You know, they should have just had Ted DiBiase come out and kick a basketball out of the kids' hands. <laughs> and I just can't help but think, like, one day MJF is going to do that to the wrong person, dude. Yeah, and they're going to clock him. <laughs> yeah, that, that... I can appreciate what he was trying to do. Oh, yeah. To try to be a heel, you know, like, it's just like Rhea Ripley had tied that dude's shoe. Like, that's... <laughs> That will forever be the best. That was the best heel move I've ever seen in my life. Like, that's just like, that's just a super, super dick. Like, yeah. they already hate you. And so you look over and you untie their shoe. Like, as you're laying down, that's fucking spectacular. And Rhea Ripley will forever have my respect because of that move. That's some fucking fantastico heel shit. That's the shit. That's the shit I used to do. Like, the lady hit me with the cane, you know, or one, one time I took a dude's cane. Like, <laughs> I was around ringside and I was just like, oh, you need this? Whoop. And I feel so bad because she did it and you watch and just go, I never would have thought of that. Brilliant. It's fucking amazing. So, yeah, so he pours water on this kid. The kid gets upset, clearly. You know, he probably already hates MJF anyway. So now this guy you hate's fucking dumping tequila on you. <laughs> And the mother's, like you said, the mother's pissed off because one, she's out of tequila, and that shit probably wasn't cheap at that event. And, and now her, and now her kids, and now her oh, no, kids it smells was, like a stepdad. It was, it was in a water bottle, which means she probably snuck in with the tequila. <laughs> which is the weirdest of just going. You're admitting to sneaking in. What an entire water bottle full of Tito's. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta enjoy those matches, man. <laughs> oh my god. Like I'm having a good time no matter what, god damn it. <laughs> and and you know what he got? He since he got tequila dumped on him, he got an acclaimed t-shirt. And he, he got, got to, to meet and, Hobbs. And got to meet powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> yeah, that makes a difference. Like, ah oh, oh, it's powerhouse Hobbs and an acclaimed shirt. How about how about I want the head of MJF? <laughs> how can we make this good for you? You can decapitate your champion. <laughs> you think the mom like tried to wring out the shirt and fill up the bottle again? I don't know. If she snuck that in, she probably grabbed the shirt and tried to squeeze it into her mouth. Right. It's just like I don't want to waste this. Like- <laughs> It worked on the ShamWow commercials. It'll work here. ShamWow. It's made by Germans. Germans always make good stuff. Uh, Yeah, uh, uh, about that. Yeah. (laughs) Not exactly the thing you should be advertising, bro. I don't know if you know the story, but... Germans also created this. Not exactly a good hype moment for them. 
there was a <laughs> there was some show on the history channel about tank warfare and they had some historian from germany going the, the germans they had the greater tank it was better than anything the americans could do a single tiger was as good as four american tanks the problem is they would always come at some with six <laughs> and isn't that such an american idea of you know what set up the assembly line oh that's great you know okay so the sad thing about the sad thing about that kid you know aside from like that kind of sucks for that kid you know what i mean like it does you know mjf's and you're right one of these days he's gonna do that to the wrong person and he's gonna get like he's gonna get either sued or he's gonna get clocked you know and I don't think he'd care if he got clocked, he'd fight him back. And that would make the situation even worse. Yeah. But I'd, I'd be more, I would be more afraid of like people being litigious towards that as opposed to like, you know, because not everyone's going to want a fucking acclaimed shirt. <laughs> oh, I have you know a I mean? feeling that's why they changed the barricade. Like it's no longer the, um, what looked like the bicycle racks yeah. where they would move into the crowd if they got hit. Yeah. And now the barricade just does not move, which I say that's a good idea because I don't know about you, but if I take a barricade to the face, I might have a few questions for billionaire president. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, give me a million of your money, of your trust fund, bro. Right, like, I would like 1% of your money. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's the shit, that's the legal ramifications of issues they had in ECW. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, okay, so there was an indie promotion that I was, uh, had a, sh- there was a show I was on, and they actually, because some of those guys were working like that mock style match, right? And uh, they, they had like everybody near the front signing waivers, like saying that, you know, if someone gets thrown into the crowd here, you can't sue us. You know, like if you can, we can give you a different seat further back. But most people were just like, yeah, throw them on me. So they didn't care, but everyone signed the waivers. But that's, you know, maybe that's what Tony's going to have to start doing. Especially if he has people like MJF are just taking all kinds of weird heel, you know, heel things to people. Which, like, you, you've got to res- respect him trying to live up to the heel mentality. But at the same time, also, like, damn, dude. Like, right. it's one thing if the kid was a plant. And if you want to do that, have a plant. I would say you should plant. But it's another thing to just completely embarrass a child, you know, who's there to have a good time. It's probably like a birthday present or some shit, you know, and you just dump fucking, whether it's water or tequila, it doesn't really matter. I know that if I was at a show and some asshole came up to me when I was a kid and threw fucking water on me, even just water, I'd be upset. Because I'd be like, I'm embarrassed on fucking national TV or on pay-per-view. Everyone's going to see this, how I got completely humiliated. It's and not about friends in school, I assure you, around that age. Yeah. And, so, but yeah, and I say one of the worst parts about that move that, that MJF did was that at the aftermath of that uh, incredible match, that's what people are talking about. Yeah. Not how, I mean, some people are still talking about how good the match was, but most people are talking about that moment in the match and not about anything else. You know what I mean? Like, I, that was, it was, a, it was, it's as, I'm trying to kind of stay like 
understanding for both sides of that argument. Because as a wrestler, it's it was it was a fucking it was genius, you know, to do that. But I feel a- like in the territory days, it would have been much better. But yeah. like you said, now people are more than happy to sue you for oh, anything, yeah. dude. Lit- litigation's up the ass, and lit- you know people are just so damn litigious anymore, and it's just it's ridiculous. You don't want to put yourself in a position to get like sued like that. But I mean, because even with Tony being like. Here's an acclaimed shirt, and here Powerhouse Hobbs will give you a hug. <laughs> and if afterwards Powerhouse Hobbs is, why do I smell like tequila? <laughs> It'd be even worse if it was CM Punk. He'd be like, "I'm straight edge. <laughs> like, I smell like Kip Sabian's bachelor party." <laughs> Amazing. I, I smell like Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I smell like Jeff Hardy's Jeff Hardy's first title run. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm I'm done. But yeah, so but all no, in with, all, yeah. With that aside, I thought it was a great Iron Man match. But like you said, the problem with an Iron Man match is you immediately tell your audience this is going for an hour. The first part is going to be a lot of stalling, and the last 15 minutes is the big one. Yeah. Uh, they started off strong, 15 minutes. First 15 minutes were really – and then there was a lot of, like, back and forth. And I mean, uh, you know, the match though itself, I was pretty entertained for that entire 60 minutes, and that's really hard to do to for me now. You know, like, even back in when I was a kid watching, like, Shawn Michaels and, and Bret Hart do it, I was like, okay, this match is taking forever. I still think that match is overrated. Like, as far as Iron Man matches go, I've seen better. Yeah, I honestly, I think this MJ, the MJF match that we just watched was better. I would say so. Yeah, I think it's better. I've seen, like I said, I'm, I tend to like just not want to watch a sixty minute match. You know right. what I mean? Especially when you know it's going to be sixty minutes. I don't even want to watch a thirty minute match. You know, like I've I've tried when I was I had booked a few shows and I had a couple of my you know the indie guys, I had them do I wanted them to work a thirty minute Broadway, you know, to end it because mm-hmm. I was like because that I was like didn't know what the hell I was talking about and didn't realize that people have the attention span of a gnat. like a gnat now, and so but the guys came up to me and they're like we can't do it we're not gonna do a thirty minute Broadway. I'm like, well, why not? And he's like, because everyone will leave after 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, you guys do you then. Whatever. All right, do a 10-minute off-Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Because my whole point when I was booking, it was the first one I booked when I did that, and I was going to have more. I had other other matches planned for later for that Broadway. I was going to do a two Broadways and then a, have like someone finally go over. And they were like, no one has the patience for that anymore, dude. Like, you know, they're no. like, well, we don't, we'll do it if you really want us to, but it, no one's really going to want to see that. Like, it's amazing. I have um, this one website put out like a compilation of the greatest WWF title matches. Yeah. The, the Bruno San Martino ones are like a solid 45 minutes a piece. Yeah. And then you get to ones in the later years where it's like, this one's 20 minutes. This one's 15 minutes. Like, wow, uh, wrestling sure did change, and people do not pay attention anymore. No. And it's, 
Yeah. Personally, I blame Elon Musk. <laughs> That's funny. It's okay to blame him because no one gets mad at you if you blame him for stuff. Right. I used to just make the joke. My go-to was like, I blame Obama. Just, be- <laughs> just because the ridiculousness of that statement. But people thought I was being serious. You know? And like then people are like, well, are you a, you're, you're a Republican. I'm like, I don't even know which party these people are in. Like, <laughs> I just always hear people blaming Obama, so I thought it was funny. Oh, that was the like, whole, I blame Obama. That was the whole joke for the longest time is something would go wrong. Thanks, Obama. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I feel bad because once Trump came into office, it didn't have the same ring. Like just no. thanks, Trump. Not thanks, as good. Trump. Just not as good. No. It didn't yeah, it didn't have enough syllables <laughs> right? in his name. It needed three. Oh my God. <laughs> Patton Oswald had this great bit about Barack Obama where he said if he could go back in time and talk to his younger self, he's like, So yeah, we're gonna have a black president. Like, wow, what what's his oh, name? Yeah. Like T Jefferson the third or no, Barack Hussein Obama. That's right. It sounds like a supplement with a dictator's middle name. Just <laughs> yep, that's him. Ginseng Hitler B pollen. That's my guy. Yeah, I remember and, that bit. And President Obama said it was funny, so just so we're all clear. That's right. As long as it's... A, you know what, though? I'll have to say, presidents-wise, like, Obama took things in better stride. Oh, yeah. Than anybody. Like, he was just, like, super chill and someone would insult him, even if they're being malicious. He was just like, you know... I You know, I don't care, I don't care about his politics because I really didn't know any of them. But, like, just, like, someone who's, like, able to keep their composure... In situations like that, I got to have respect for that. Oh, still one of the best lines I've ever heard. He was giving his last State of the Union address. And he says at one point, I don't have any more campaigns to run. And someone yells out, thank God. (laughs) President Obama just looks up, pauses for a moment, blinks one slow blink and says, because I won them both. (laughs) That's amazing. And I like to picture you just look over at the guy who yelled out and go, do you have anything else to say? Do you have anything else you want to yell out? Like, he's clearly better than you if you're at all curious. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, man. And that's the one where you're like, I'm quick-witted, but I'm just not going to test it. (laughs) Plus, he has a microphone. That immediately makes him louder. Right. All right. So that was revolution. <laughs> that was that was that was President Obama's revolution. <laughs> we learned don't throw tequila on kids. Maybe don't sneak tequila into arenas. <laughs> they should have that at the end of every like paid live event or pay per view. Like they have a section at the end after that matches. What did we learn today? <laughs> Right, I think I think I'm gonna start doing that. I think I, after every event, I'm gonna come up with things we learned. We what what did we learn not to do today, kids? <laughs> oh man! Oh, you could do that for a disaster piece theater. Look over, and Francois, did we learn to chew? You need to chew your food. What did we learn about filmmaking today, Francois? <laughs> well, we learned that. Fluids mean ratings. 
Okay, gross, but okay. We <laughs> we also learned like he's like okay, so fluids increase ratings. <laughs> like you're not wrong, but that's not right. <laughs> like gross. That's this is my response. It's fantastic. I'll be like, dude, gross. <laughs> like, oh, what? dude. I'm just agreeing with what you said yesterday. <laughs> uh, so... Hate you, Francois. Oh, back at you, dick. <laughs> that shit writes itself. <laughs> I, I did love the Mr. Kennedy-esque microphone coming down. Oh, the on intro. episode four? Yeah. Yes. Dude, that was... we Okay, so that took two takes. That was it. To time that perfectly with the lights going out and everything. Excellent. We did a practice take, and the practice take was was like we were off slightly because one of the lights, like it's it, when it did when it strikes, it it was delayed. And I was like, okay, we'll just turn this one off like slightly before this, and then we rolled, and it was perfect. It was came down. I was I had a that was fun. That was a good one. So I'm glad you brought that up. Fantastico Disaster uh... Theater on Troma now. Episode four, French Canadian Frenzy. There you go. Ah, so then we had SmackDown, which I I feel bad. I was really hoping I could criticize AEW, but not a single match on SmackDown started with a lockup. <laughs> which I guess tells me wrestling is getting away from the wrestling part of the wrestling show. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we had Cody come out. No, we had Roman Reigns come out. Cody comes out and they do a quick little Cody does the whole hey, it's just you and me. Your friends don't need to be here. Unless you need them here. <laughs> Dude, the, Cody's like, okay, that storyline with Cody and Roman is starting to grow on me now. Like, I'm starting Which is to good because yeah. I still think Sammy was the right choice, but if I must, I'm glad they're did at least doing it well. I want to see Cody lose. I think they should. I I agree. They should get Roman to his thousand days. But yeah, have Cody climb the mountain further. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think eventually Sammy's going to win it. But I would almost prefer to see Sammy versus Cody, to be honest. <laughs> but but I, I wanted to see a triple threat. That's what I wanted to see. And they so rarely do that at Mania. Like, I, I feel like they do that a lot, but they never do it at Mania, except for WrestleMania 2000, which was, like, not a single one-on-one -on -one match. No, that was, yeah. Like, that was that was the Fatal 4-Way, wasn't it? With like Yeah, that was a McMahon Foley, in every corner. Yeah, Foley, Big Show, uh, The Rock, and who was the fourth? Austin. Was it Austin. I think it was Austin. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, no, it was Triple H. Triple H. Yeah, because that was when Austin was, had his surgery. Yeah, Triple H was with Stephanie. Foley was with Linda. Big Show was with Shane. So you knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, well, <laughs> and Rock was with Vince. Yeah. Um, like, wow, two of these things are not like the other two. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania 20 was Benoit and, and uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Yes. But that was a good match too. Oh my it was god. Some, that that was an amazing match. Yeah, it's still one of my favorites to this day. Um 
But yeah, so I think they should have they should have just done a, tri- a triple threat for that because then everyone could have popped huge for Sammy the whole time. Sammy would have got a main event. You know, no one would have been bitter about Cody like not earning a spot. You know, because then he would have been involved, and then and then even if Cody went over, it would. I think some people would have been more would be more accepting of it because of uh, of at least he was in the main event at Mania. You know, plus if he pins not Roman Reigns, then you still have a feud to go on to. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's. I don't know. I. I uh, do love Roman's impression of Dusty in this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was good. It like, was good. I don't know what it is, but the instant you do a Dusty Rhodes impression, you're over with me. I love yeah. him. And that dude, that whole segment with Cody and Roman was really good. But I almost didn't want them to meet at all until Mania. I almost didn't want them to be together. You know what I mean? But I'm I really fine with like them that. talking like this. I'm not okay with them getting physical before Mania. Yeah, like put like, them in a tag match against. Yeah, and it drives like me nuts bullshit. when WWE does that. Of these guys are going to have a match at Backlash. Let's see how they get along in their tag match. Like, why? Yeah, there's no build for that that co- final confrontation. You know, like it's just like we just watched this last week. Like, even though it was a tag match, we've seen these guys fight. Who cares? You know, so hopefully they don't, before Mania, they don't do that. Right. I don't think they're going to, but I don't I don't know. I don't know what the hell people are going to do anymore. Mania is still several weeks away, so they have time to screw it up. It's like, what, four weeks away now? Yes. Because I don't even know when yes, Mania the first, is. Oh, it's the first weekend of April. Okay, so about three and a half weeks. Yeah. That's not too far away. No, my so, uh, my friends and I are doing get-togethers on each day. I've taken off work before and after. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'll be watching those. Um, hopefully, last year I didn't get to watch it. I was there was something going. I got to watch like Saturday nights, like the first night of it, but I didn't get to see Sunday nights, or maybe it was the other way around. I know that I didn't get to watch one of them, and I was kind of bummed out. But then I realized it wasn't very good. <laughs> and then I was, I was just like, say you didn't eh. miss a whole lot. They haven't been great since the pandemic. They haven't been great since before the pandemic, but the pandemic one was awful. Although that Undertaker-AJ Styles match was fun. That's probably the one cinematic match I've seen where I said, this one was good. Yeah, and then the John Cena-Bray Wyatt. Wyatt one, that was just weird. But the, puppet, but the of... puppet events, like being like, <laughs> that's good shit. Like, that's another one of just... I don't know what happened. I don't know who this is for. And Cena is back now, so I guess he escaped the snow globe. He did. He had a little, he had a hammer. <laughs> or maybe they just thought he was in there. <laughs> they didn't really see him. So they just assumed. Oh, so speaking of being mean to fans, next we had Liv Morgan versus Ripley, which was not a bad match. Liv got a little more offense than I would have liked to have seen from our number one contender going in. Yeah. And apparently Ripley made this one fan cry so much. Oh, the little girl. Yes. <laughs> and the only thing that saves this for me is Liv is so beloved by the crowd. They're like, okay, this makes sense. You had Liv do the whole like, oh my God, I love you. You're 10 years old. That means in eight years you could be my tag team partner. <laughs> and all I could think was, you're not planning for retirement at all. 
because a <laughs> decade is a long time. Yeah, that's a long time to not get injured. <laughs> you know, taking crazy bumps like that. Right. Because uh, Liv's, still... Liv's been taking big bumps lately, so. And I'm still not sure what her gimmick is. Like, she's crazy, but she's not, I guess. Maybe she's just, she's a she's a, a woman who's just at the end of her rope. And she's just, <laughs> she's living life on the edge. And she wants to take back everything that's been taken from her for the internet. <laughs> that's it. She needs to come out living on the edge. <laughs> Yeah, at least oh, yeah, because because love in love in an elevator wouldn't quite <laughs> wouldn't quite work. Look, what she and Bo Dallas do in their own free time when they're at the mall is up to them. I don't know what. <laughs> Believe it. <laughs> oh God, yeah. That so is, that is one weird when you look over and go with those teeth. You nailed Liv Morgan. You landed <laughs> Liv Morgan. With so much plaque, it looks like a mouth guard. How did I, this happen? I thought Bo Dallas was married to someone else. I am I am 100% certain he is with Liv Morgan. That's weird. Uh, you know those like things that pop up on your Facebook or your social media, and it's like, these wrestlers with their couples. And you pull it up, and it shows like pictures you know, of them together. Like, this person's been married for five years. Yeah. This person's been married for five years. And the only one that still has the same wife over the span of his career is AJ Styles. I don't know why I found this weird, but knowing that Rhea Ripley is with Buddy Murphy, <laughs> which totally makes sense. Just, I guess you can bond over Vegemite. <laughs> it's just <laughs> odd. So the two Australians left Australia, came to the US, and they found love. Like, yeah. Wow. Huh. You you navigated the entire globe, and it turns out you were right next to each other the whole time. That's got to be so weird to have your like significant other working on a different show, like a rival show. That's I like gotta to be fucking weird, dude. I like to picture, and I'm sure we can talk about this later. WWE is in talks for gambling. Yeah. So maybe just maybe, Buddy Murphy makes a phone call to his beloved. <laughs> and says, "Hey, um, hypothetically, if I had a hundred thousand dollars, would you? Uh oh, put it on you? <laughs> oh, we're pausing. Yeah, it kicked back in now. Okay. Yeah, this is like a real brief thing. What was the last thing you said? Because that's what cut out. So I was saying WWE is now approaching gambling, possibly. Yeah, and I can't help but think." If you're the significant other, say you're Buddy Matthews and Rhea Ripley's going for the championship. <laughs> you make a quick text message of like, if I hypothetically had $100,000, would you put it on you? <laughs> would you hypothetically say that you're going to hypothetically win that match, hypothetically? <laughs> Although, how great would it be if during the match, they change it? Like the referee does the whole... Hey man, crowd's really getting into this. We're gonna switch. Other person's going over. <laughs> you just see that look of fuck. No, they're not. That's my mortgage. Yeah, and and, and then the referee's like, Vince has got money on this. <laughs> I lost you again. There we go. Recording is in progress. So that was a weird lull and things, but that's okay. We're back with a vengeance, like Die Hard Three. 
to the rest of you out there it was mere seconds that's right because that's how i'm gonna edit it <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what reality is like god is just on a zoom call and he gets disconnected every now and then. <laughs> that's funny oh man and that's why i got kicked out of church a lot <laughs> me too True story. No one ever sees you put a 20 into the collection plate, but boy, did they see you take out a 10 and a 5. <laughs> uh, make sure the volume's down here on my stuff. All right, so where were we? Well, we had just gotten done with Liv Morgan comforting a fan backstage. Oh, yeah. The crying so girl. was Dominic Mysterio versus Santos Escobar. Santos L. Halper Bart Simpson? <laughs> And um, one thing I noticed, Dominic Mysterio is really looking like he's coming into his own. I, like, I think so. I agree. Like much like we had just talked about with Hobbs and Wardlow, like this kid's starting to do something. I guess he just needed to go to prison for a day, but <laughs> <laughs> and maybe nice also drop. <laughs> Which doesn't that mean you killed someone? Oof, I don't know, but if some real prisoners see that, they're going to kick his ass. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm like, sure okay. it's drawn on, but... Like, I'm the furthest thing from a gang member or a gang expert, but <laughs> I feel like I see that and go, that's not good. No, not at all. <laughs> oh uh, my god, there's an episode of Bob's Burgers where, like, the one-eyed snakes come by. <laughs> And they're at the restaurant, and like, wow, how'd you get that patch? Oh, I got that for uh, t- tickling a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> and and that one, uh, I tickled my rival gangmates. That's awesome. Oh, man. So, yeah, here's what I really came up with from this match. Rhea Ripley can do no wrong. Yeah. And... I guess Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio are pulling the father-son version of Kane and the Undertaker. Uh, yeah, something like that. I still think that we're not going to get Dominic and Rey at WrestleMania. I still think we're going to get like Dominic and tag. Dominic and Lan- what's his name, uh, the Archer Infamy, Damian Priest. Yes, with um, Santos Al Halper, Bart Simpson. <laughs> and and Rey Mysterio is a tag team. I think that's what we're going to get. Even though no one wants to see that. No. Everyone wants to see Dom versus Rey. I can't even relate to this. Just going, as a kid who got beat, <laughs> my father would have beat the shit out of me for this. Yeah, right? Rey would have just, Rey, all Rey needed to do is just, you know, pull some of that luchador shit right. on him, whoop his ass. Like, here's how much I can't relate to it. I once got smacked for something another kid did wrong. <laughs> like, I'll never forget in Blockbuster, this kid was knocking over all the VHS, look it up, kids. <laughs> and <laughs> even looking over going, oh my God, this kid is just being an asshole. He's definitely going to get beat. And I get smacked in the back of my head, look up at my mother, don't you ever let me see you act like that. Like, you didn't see it now. Yeah, like I didn't do it. <laughs> it was that little bastard over there. Like I was on your side, actually. God. 
I don't know, man. I worked at a lot of video stores over my life, and I probably would have went and beat that kid as a worker. <laughs> I was to walked over and just punt kicked his ass right out the front door. Oh, I'm, I'm sure at a certain point you see a kid and you're like, I could trip him. I could trip him right now. He'd take a header into the horror section, but it'd be worth it. Yep. Or or scar him for life, trip him into the porn section. <laughs> he walks up and sees the movie called The Great Northern Pecker Trek Volume 3. <laughs> and he's like, oh my god! <laughs> and I always loved that it was beads, so when you went in, everyone knew someone was going in. Yeah, that's just like having a little thing on the door. Welcome to the porn section. That's what they should have had. Welcome, scumbag. No. <laughs> we hope you're not here with your child. Oh, God. You just picture the guy behind the counter like, Dave, your order of big wet asses 12 is available if you're interested. Oh, dude. Okay, so tangent time. Oh, boy. I, I used to, Okay, so I worked a from when I was 13, I worked at a video store. I got paid under the table, right? When I was 13, worked at just a random video store in a small little town that I was from. And then I worked at another video store when I got old enough to get an actual job. And then I worked at another video store after that. So I've always worked at video stores until I went to the military. Except okay. I worked at a retail or whatever. But I worked mostly at, at video stores. And uh, we had this... We had this section of the porn section in there and i wasn't allowed to like you can't rent out even though as a worker you're not allowed to even rent like out the movies the porn movies unless you're 18 so but they didn't know that the people i was working i was working for didn't know that so i'd be there by myself and some some guy would come out and he'd be like i need help finding this and like i'd be like what are you looking for i'm looking for polka hot ass part two I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Poke a hot ass part two. And then I went back there and I had to help. And I was like, I was like 16. I'm like, oh my God, what is all this? <laughs> so, and like, and I would never wanted to touch the videotapes when they got returned. Oh, I'm sure. Like I was always just like, whenever I, like I saw the people that usually just rented adult movies, I would like get like the Windex bottle because yeah, we had the clear jewel <laughs> cases for the VHS. And I would just spray into the bucket of of uh, return tapes, <laughs> just spray like like disinfectant spray or Windex or whatever I could find, like on these things, like the whole just drowning these tapes, hoping that the water did, hoping the water did get into them, so I would never have to touch them again. But just, but uh, yeah, oh, so gnarly, dude. Like, cause these guys, like some of these guys have rented these pornos. Boy, they were winners. <laughs> These were definitely the kind of guys that would have to beg or pay for sex. Right. <laughs> Which they did by running the porno. But I'd go back into the section and it would just be the weirdest shit. Like, there'd be like, like they said, the Great Northern Pecker Trek Volume 3. That was one. <laughs> and Poke a Hot Ass Part 2 and Satisfaction Jackson. Those were, <laughs> those were the three that, that I remember the most because those were the most rented ones. <laughs> So we were we were talking about Robin Williams earlier. He at one point did an interview where he said, "Do you know how weird it is to see a porn parody of a movie you're in?" <laughs> Amazing. 
Like, yeah, I can't that's remember gotta when... be surreal as fuck, man. He realized. Oh, sure. I don't remember doing that, Patch Adams. <laughs> like, Ooh, I, gross. I can't remember what the movie was called, but there was one for Bicentennial Man. <laughs> Bisex. I think it was bisexual man. or something, but they yeah. they somehow made it work. But at the same time, like, all right. Or what was it? The the blockbuster new where I live. They had Pirates of the Caribbean had come out, and there was a movie that was just called Pirates. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. And somehow, I was rent. I was given the wrong movie. <laughs> And it was just like that South Park episode of just, I don't know what I saw. I'm not comfortable with what I've seen. I'm not playing anymore. (laughs) (laughs) What do they call him? Paladon the Black? (laughs) Like, what did you see? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I'm done. (laughs) I like it when the parents are in there and like, sometimes, you know, when a man and a woman love each other very much, they do this and this. Okay, so what about this? If the woman does this and this and this? Oh my God, what did you watch? It was Backdoor Sluts 9. Backdoor Sluts 9! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then they start naming, like, that, that makes this one look like it's that. <laughs> it's like, that's way worse than Crotch Capers 3. <laughs> right. I love the wives. They were all looking at the guys like, how the hell would you know? <laughs> I, I, I read that on the internet. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so uh, yeah, then we had what seemed like... Segway. <laughs> so speaking of a lot of people involved... <laughs> Great Northern Pegatrick, Volume 3. <laughs> then we had what I think is proof that if Vince isn't booking, he's definitely back. Yeah, Drew McIntyre comes out, says he wants a shot at Gunter. <laughs> Sheamus comes out and says, "How dare you? You know how much the Intercontinental Championship means to me." And here's the only part where I totally get behind it is Drew Flatout says, "You've had like five chances. You <laughs> lost each time. Do I have to ask your permission to wipe my ass too?" Uh, La Knight comes out. Everyone ignores him. <laughs> Yeah. And then Karrion Cross comes out. They have a little schmoz, and Karrion Cross is standing tall, which I guess means he's done being mad at Rey Mysterio for not being a great dad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's the weird thing is like during the production meeting, do they just say, okay, so you're no longer mad at Rey Mysterio for being a dad? Yeah. <laughs> Like, now you're mad at Drew McIntyre for wanting a belt. Dude, you have to try to do shit this stupid. Like, you, right? have, to, you have to actually deliberately try to make things this fucking dumb. Like, uh, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. It just, it just makes my brain hurt. And but that was of- funny. Do I have to ask your permission to wipe my ass now? <laughs> Yeah, you do, bro. You do, you do have to ask permission to wipe your ass. <laughs> and uh, sp- speaking of things that were just done, Tegan Knox apparently beat up Ronda Rousey backstage and broke her arm. So we got Tegan Knox versus Shayna Baszler. Both Tegan and Shayna came out to 
So Tegan yeah, comes out with Natalia. And yeah. they both came out with the other person's music. Which I don't get. That's like a slap in the face. Isn't it? Yeah, like Shayna Baszler came out that Ronda Rousey's like freaking Joan Jet music. And then yeah, it's like then Tegan Knox comes out the and like the first thing I thought was is like I thought this was Tegan Knox. Like like why right? are they playing Natalia's music? And then they're like, like Tegan, I, yeah, that's an ultimate like slap to the face. It's like they the weren't even the, important enough that have their own theme songs play. The girl with the shiniest wizard and the weakest ligaments. I... So, uh, other stuff that kind of ground to a halt. Bobby Lashley did an in-ring promo, and he was attacked by Uncle Howdy. Bobby yeah. beat up Uncle Howdy, and that was that. Way to take a shit on that new gimmick you're trying to get over, right? You know, not not no one should be like beating up D Snyder yet. And I'm sorry, Bo Dallas is too small. Like when he was attacking Bobby Lashley, he looked he looked like a child. It looked like a child <laughs> attacking their dad. He did. <laughs> That's good. Like I I thought I was supposed <sighs> to be afraid of Uncle Howdy, and instead I look at this and go, well. Bobby Lashley's doing fine. He doesn't seem to need any help. Yeah, he could take both these guys, like, you know, with his, both his arms tied behind his back. Right? Yeah, I don't... Dude, so, I don't know what the fuck is going on with that with that gimmick, dude. It's It makes no sense. They're not doing anything with it. How long did you say the other day that the Bray Wyatt thing's been going on? So, Bray Wyatt came back December 8th at Extreme Rules. As of March 6th, it's been 22 weeks, so I say if he gets five minutes a week, that's almost two hours, and we have gotten nowhere. Like, to give you an idea, in The Lord of the Rings, they had already been attacked by orcs several times. Uh, so, and Braze had, like, what, one actual match? We're being two. generous calling it an actual match, but yes, he has had a match. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was dumb. And then it made no sense. And no one knew the rules or what you were supposed to do or what. It basically just looked like someone took a really bad trip in a rave. Right. Looks like someone fucking laced the Mountain Dew pitch black with some fucking, <laughs> not even the ecstasy, with just like meth. <laughs> and so it's like how do you fall drinking the meth. And then Howdy falls and misses L.A. Knight. Yeah, like by a goddamn mile. Right. Like, like that we all were sitting there and watching. I was like, did he even land on him? Like, what the fuck is this? Like, didn't even land close to him. Uh, like, you could fit another Uncle Howdy in between where Howdy landed and Knight was. Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, then we got Solo Sokoa versus Sammy. Which... It, it was fun. It accomplished what it needed to accomplish. Now, yeah. anyone who didn't see Jay giving Sammy the super kick at the end, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> no. no. like, Well, that's the thing, though. Like, I don't know why that even happened. Right. Like, there's no... It, that completely put the nail in the coffin on that whole storyline to me. And of course, Jay yells out the whole, like, you thought I was going to choose you over family? Like, well, 
you have been. Yeah. Dude, Vince has got to be in charge again because he's taking his shit on all these stories. Yeah. On every storyline exactly I have. That's what I was thinking. Like, he's basically just coming and be like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like this, pal. We got to change this here. This isn't good. Uh, how about we how about we hire the guy that wrote Yellowstone? Oh, he can no. come he can come in here and write some good shit. <laughs> and then the guy from Yellowstone comes in. I don't know if the guy from Yellowstone's writing WWE. I sincerely doubt it. But like he just comes in, he's like, Oh yeah, like well, I don't know what this bloodline thing is, but uh, you know, like these guys are brothers. They should they they don't need to be together. That that doesn't make any sense. Right. We're gonna have, we're gonna have him turn back to the good side. Wait, but the bloodline are here. I don't no, 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 no. Brothers are good. Brothers are good. And then they're like, and this weird guy with the red beard, like, I don't know what you guys are thinking about pushing this guy. He's kind of small. That's it. That's it. It's got to be one of the writers from Fast and the Furious. Like, no, family. Family can't break up. <laughs> it can't be one of the writers from the Fast and the Furious because no one is drinking Coronas. Like, <laughs> No one is drinking Vin Diesel beer, especially not the bloodline because of their relationship to The Rock. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, you know, The Rock and Vin Ooh. Diesel don't exactly get along for whatever reason. Right. You'd think you could put that aside and just make billions of dollars, but whatever. Yeah. Like Vin Diesel's like, oh, I'm going to. Because you know that, like, The Fast and Furious, the new one that's coming out, would have made way more money if The Rock was in it. Oh, yeah. Because everyone loves The Rock. Apparently, except for, you know, Vin Diesel. So, you know what? I promised this person I would make fun of him every chance I got for this. So here we go with my first one. Okay. So I saw the Chris Rock um, comedy special. And one of my coworkers just goes, yeah, I saw this interview with him and Kevin Hart. And Kevin was saying, yeah, he finally bought his mom a house a billion dollars later. And it clicked going, that's not Chris Rock. That's The Rock. <laughs> and she goes oh chris rock right right the he played donkey and shrek like no that's eddie murphy what do you do <laughs> oh god <laughs> amazing yep no <laughs> names but if you're listening you know who you are <laughs> donkey <laughs> Ah, so that was SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. Was that Smack? That was SmackDown. That was SmackDown. And then and... we had our weekend stuff of the the thing we talked about, the pay-per-view. Yep. And then we had Monday Night Raw. And you know what? We had a lockup. I'll give it to him. Hallelujah. Praise him. We had a lockup. Who locked Granted, up? It was Carmella and Bianca. But... <laughs> There well, was a lock. At least the ladies know exactly like what wrestling holds are. Right. So that's fun. Uh, so yeah, we started off with the bloodline arriving. Heyman tells Jimmy they still have a Sammy problem, and tonight Solo's taking care of this Kevin Owens problem, so Jimmy is supposed to take care of the Sammy problem. <laughs> he doesn't, but he's supposed to. Uh. And we started off with Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa. The match itself was fine. Like, it did what it needed to do. It furthered this story that is now in shambles. <laughs> Dude, 
it pisses me off that such good writing that's the dude that's the same problem with hollywood it's the same problem nobody can write a goddamn ending to save their lives right you want to know why like movies lately i've just been like fuck this because almost every movie i've watched except for cocaine bear loved it yeah i loved it too they 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 don't have endings. It's it's usually if it, and if they do, it's some sad bastard ending. You know what I mean? Like oh they, yeah. And and if they, but there's no, there's no like resolution to anything. No, because we always have to have a part two. <laughs> well, not only that, I just don't think anyone knows how to write an ending. I I think that they're just like because even like Oscar bait movies that they're never gonna make like. A sequel to you know even they don't have like good resolution it's just it just drops and it's like that on tv on tv shows it's like that especially marvel marvel's getting like that too i don't give a shit because nothing ever gets resolved and then uh now i mean wrestling is bad like anything you watch like no one can wrap up a story the only time i've seen it is cocaine bear yeah that's it. That was it? Like, I'm really worried about going to see the new Scream movie. Because I hated the last Scream movie. I actually haven't seen Ant-Man specifically because everyone tells me it's terrible. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I saw some review show and they're like, dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I, I, okay, I get you. No. And even looking at our premise, so the big bad, Kang. He's been defeated like three times already. Yeah. Like he was defeated in Loki. He's been defeated by Ant-Man. He's been defeated by the Kangs. The Kangs. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, I don't know what it. it is about Disney Marvel CGI, but it's terrible lately. I don't know. I, I want to say that they haven't recovered from the pandemic yet because of like losing staff and things like that but it's been it's been three years right you know like Like you gotta stop blaming the pandemic and start making good stuff again uh but yeah but but yeah that like scream like everyone talks about how scream 5 was so great and blah 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 and jenna ortega and i'm like dude jenna ortega is not any better than anybody else Right, like she's a perfectly fine paint by numbers actress. That's it. Yeah, like and Mia Goth, same thing. I don't give a shit. Like, I thought X was stupid. Like, I watched X and I was like, this movie sucks. What is everyone talking about being so good? I but, was even disappointed with um Wednesday. Yeah. How they how they did Pugsley. Yeah. Like, why is Pugsley not enjoying the fact that he's being tortured? That was his whole shtick. I don't you know, I, I'm I'm very much convinced that they made Wednesday so Jenna Ortega would have something to do. That makes sense, actually. That's, that's like, and but I, you know, it's like she's fine, you know, and like that stupid. Every time you turn on your phone on social media, someone's got a goddamn video of that stupid Wednesday dance. <laughs> I'm like, do you motherfuckers not have a goddamn life? Like seriously, <laughs> like it. It's fine to like a TV show. But you guys are taking it weird. But I just don't. Like I said, I just hope Scream, like Scream Five, was was fucking awful. And I, you know, the moment I I realized that I didn't care for Jenna Ortega, and this isn't even her fault. 
you've seen Scream 5, right? Yes. Okay, so at the beginning of it, she's talking on the phone to the guy, you know? He's like, what's your favorite scary movie? You know? And, like, she's like, the Babadook. As soon as she said that, I was like, you've lost all credibility in the eyes of, like, actual, you know, like, I mean, the pe- people will tell me, people will tell me up and down probably from this. They'll be like, you're gatekeeping, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I'm not. The Babadook was boring as fuck. Like, I tried to watch it. Like, I, I, you know, I was back when I was very naive about listening to people on social media tell me about a movie being good. So I went and I watched, I watched it. And I was like, this, this sucks. Like, I don't, I don't know why this is being, well, it's all, it's all about the, the art. I don't want to watch art. When I go watch a horror movie, I want to watch someone get the fuck slashed out of them. I don't want to see a bunch of goddamn artsy A24 shit. I don't want to see that. A24 has its place. I'm sure the Von Erich movie is going to be fucking amazing. Right. But I don't care. Like, so when she's like, when that when screen, when screen five, she's like, the Babadook, because all the other movies are bad. You know, basically. And I'm like, I don't like your character anymore. Like, I want you to die. Like, I seriously just want your right. character to die. Like, I'm fine with that. <laughs> you pretentious little asshole. You know what I mean? I and get... I've actually, I've evolved my stance on gatekeeping where, okay, I love the X-Men. I don't know if you've read the X-Men lately. It's mm-hmm. not the X-Men anymore. What is it now? Like, what is it like now? Like, so first of all, everyone has some weird sexual identity they have to discover about themselves. <sighs> okay. Gambit, they've changed his character design where he's got like this weird diamond shape opening in the middle of his outfit on his chest. Okay. It's it's Most such the stuff. weirdest thing to describe of like, this isn't Gambit. This isn't the characters I love. Let me see if I can find a good picture of Gambit. Uh no, every picture of Gambit when I pop it up is the animated. It's like it's like oh no, it's just old pictures of Gambit. Oh yeah, type in Gambit like 2023 and I'm sure it'll pop up. All right. And yeah, you just look at the sketches and go, I don't know what you were going for, but you did not hit it. Yeah, I'm trying to find it here. And it's such the weirdest thing going, it's perfectly okay to explore these ideas. It's not okay when that's the entire story. Yeah. Like, sure, X-Men always had a we need to accept those who are different from ourselves, but that wasn't the entire story. You also had they're beating up Sentinels while they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really seeing. Oh, I do see it. You see it? Ew, gross. Right? Ugh. Like, I don't know who drew it, but that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, really shitty. I don't... Uh, that's gross. I'm hoping the X-Men 97 show they're making is at least good. Yeah. Oh, the one that's based on the old cartoon? Yeah. I. Who was it? It was one of the guys who was in charge of The Witcher, and he flat out said one of their rules is you have to respect or at least be a fan of the source material. Yes. That's which, awesome. Like, 
how was that not a rule to begin with but okay that should be the rule anytime they make a comic book movie even if they want to change something right respect what it was you know the one thing that and this isn't because i have a problem and this might be like a super buzz thing and people are going to pissed off at me but i they shouldn't because i don't mean it in a bad way i just mean it as please stop fucking with my comics you know like yep I'm and this is why I don't like Michael B. Jordan. This is why I don't like him. And I won't and I refuse to really even watch anything he's in. Is because when he got when he finished when he was in that that Josh Trank movie, not the Fantastic Four, but the one before that, that was like a found footage type superhero movie. Oh I'm talking about. I know it. I cannot think of the name of it though. Yeah, I was it wasn't great. Um he was he came out and he's like, well. I think that we should do a Spider-Man movie and I'll play MJ and Spider-Man will be gay. And, and I'm sitting there like, why not just make a new character? Right. Like, why do you have to change everything that, that people are used to? You know what I mean? Like, why do you got to do that? Well, you know, things need to be updated. No, they don't just use some creativity and make a new character, make a new character that fits all of, all of these things that should be, you know, like I'm all about like inclusive, you know, inclusive the inclusivity. inclusivity. I don't know, I could That's say a that. weird word. Like it it's is just inclusivity. A... And and I'm all about it. And I, I think it's a great thing. And I think every people, you know, any any, you know, group of people should be have the proper, you know, they should be out. Like they should be out, you know, with the everything else. They should have their own their thing. And but at the same time, it's like, why do you and Michelle Rodriguez said this. Michelle Rodriguez took a lot of flack on Twitter for this. She said, why are you, same thing I'm saying now, she's exactly the same thing. She said, why are you changing everything? Like, why do you have to do this? Why do you have to change the genders? Why do you have to change the the ethnicities? Why do you have to change the sexual orientation? Just make a new character. Right. You know, and make that character, like, be, you know, make it so that those that character is, ex, you know, accepted into the group or whatever. And if you make that character interesting, people will probably like it. And and it won't piss anybody off because it's a new character. You know, like I like I would be I would be completely 100% cool if Marvel came out with a, you know, a transgender character that's a new character. I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, put them in the X-Men. That's awesome." You know, put them in the Avengers. You know, have that whole storyline of them being accepted and and all that, you know. Uh, you know, and it's and it, it can core core I can't Correlate. talk about Yes, I coincide is what I meant. Okay. Um, coincide with the X-Men trying to fit in. You know what I mean? Like, you can have that storyline. You can have that. And they do, They just don't. They don't want to do that. They just want to. Because none of them have a goddamn creative bone in their body. I was just going to say, it's just lazy at this point. Yeah, and I just don't get it. Like, like everyone like, was bitching about female Thor. You know, like the mighty Thor. The Mighty Thor was a different character. Right. I'm not, I'm a completely okay. Like when everyone got pissed off when they were like, Natalie Portman's going to be Thor. I was like, is she going to be Thor or is she going to be the Mighty Thor? Because those are two totally They're different characters. different characters. So when Love and, Love and Thunder is a piece of shit movie, in my opinion, I, I thought it was awful. But I didn't hate it because Natalie Portman was the Mighty Thor. The Mighty Thor was freaking Jane Foster. Right. Like they're just they added the character and they didn't change anything and they i don't understand but like when you take like 
like Michael B. Jordan wanted to do. And you're like, okay, well, let's completely change the entire backstory and the entire force story of Peter Parker. And, you know, change everything about him, piss everybody off because it will, because nobody wants, no, it's not that people are upset. And that's the thing they don't understand, especially like Twitter and social media. It's not that people are, they're not upset that like you've made a character transgender or you've made a character gay. No one cares about that shit anymore. And if you do care about that, you're a fucking asshole. Right. Like, I don't know how to help you. Welcome to 1990. Right. But, you know, like, so that just pissed me off. I'm like, why change that when you could just have this brand new character that's a fucking badass that has all these complications and things like that? Spider-Man has his own fucking problems. You know, he doesn't need that problem, too, that's bothering him. He doesn't need, you know, like, that a ex- man was the extra tarantula. <laughs> right. You know, like, why do that when you can have this new character? come out and be like, you know, I'm transgender and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, there's all kinds of things you can do. You can have a member of one of the other comics teams not be comfortable with it, you know, or something like that. But they learn to respect each other. And then, you know, that there's there's plenty of story there. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it doesn't have to be like the battle. Like, I'm sure Rhino's not going to come out and be like, hey, you're gay, huh? You know, like, that's not going to happen. It, that That's not where your conflict of interest comes from. Your your conflict comes from your your the banter between with the other superheroes. And, and even like, if Rhino did do that, just the way you did it, yeah, have the moron be the one to say that. Right. And then it makes him look like a bigger ass than he already is. You know what I mean? But I feel but, like so many projects now, they're so busy checking boxes that they forgot to write a story first. You're right. You're absolutely right. And that's that is the problem. It's the we've got to we've got to check every box. I know this is a very like hot topic and and this might be a hot take, but you've got to understand I'm not like slamming people like that. I have many friends that from the transgender community, I have many friends that are gay. I have many friends that are you know of other ethnicities. No problem with that. And I shouldn't have a problem with it. And I and those same people have told me too, like why do they have to why do they have to change Spider-Man? You know, like they're not even cool with it. It's like when Star Trek came when they did Star Trek uh, in, uh the third one, beyond Star Trek Beyond or whatever it was. Um the third one with Chris Discovery? Pine. No, the one with Chris Pine, the movies. They oh, okay, yes. Star Trek Beyond or whatever it was. Yeah, something like that. Um they George Takei was pissed off. Because they showed Sulu and he was gay in a gay marriage with a child. And dude, George Takei is like one of the, the biggest like fighters for gay rights. And he was like, why do you have to do that? The character wasn't like that. You know, make a new right. character. You know, <laughs> like it's like you can have another character that's like a new character like that if you really want to do it. And it's like, it's Star Trek. You can't tell me you couldn't have made that character. Yeah, I mean, uh, I you know look at look at uh, the Orville. Oh, I love the Orville. It's look, with, so with, good with Bordis. Yes, like that was that was a cool way to do that. You know, there's a lot of issues and topics all involved in that. You know, like the and they did it in a way that like made sense, and people and when the respected child, the hell out of it. And when the child actually transitioned back, like no matter how you feel about transitioning, whatever. 
they handled that episode with a level of class and dignity yeah that you rarely see anymore yeah and then they came back and had a had resolution yes you know they had that resolution like this is another example of the rare occasion now that there's resolution like what was it oh my god what's the show br golden girls yeah they tackled the topic of abortion and no matter how you feel about it you got to admit the way they tackled it was classy and well done yeah like you may disagree with what their message was but you must admit they at least portrayed it in a really well way yeah. really well done way jesus yeah. i can talk i promise i know like you're getting you're you're getting you're taking vibes off me not being able to talk tonight <laughs> um dawson's creek same thing yep the jack character i love dawson's creek it's one of my favorite shows of all time like the jack character you know they they showed they created a character that had those issues and i actually if i read correctly that character is actually based off of kevin williamson oh okay like the Jack character, because everyone thought that that because Kevin Williamson created Dawson's Creek, right? And and also surprising side note too, and we're getting way off topic here, but um, it, uh, Steve Steve Miner directed the first few episodes. The guy he directed Friday Thirteenth two and three, like is was directed a lot of the episodes of Dawson's Creek towards the beginning. I think he was a producer too later on, but yeah, the Jack character was was uh from what i've read i don't know how accurate it is but i've read it in several different places so i think it's accurate the jack character because kevin williamson is gay and he was like created based on his life and everyone thought it was dawson but it was like kind of jack was that side of kevin williamson you know even though he was partially the dawson character too but that but that show always hit on these it was the first tv show to ever have a male a gay kiss between two males first show ever to do that oh that i didn't know yeah um and it tackled a lot of like they tackled abortion they tackled you know like drugs and death and things like the dawson's creek is is a fucking brilliant show but they didn't it's not (laughs) like like they got the season two and they're like we're gonna make dawson gay you know what i mean no no they made a new character like and 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 every and never and i love that character jack is a cool character and they always presented it, at least all the shows we've mentioned, they didn't present it as they were preaching at you. They presented it as, here's our thoughts. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's and in wrestling, even like, you know, Orlando Jordan. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think Orlando Jordan, like, he, he was real, when, in TNA, he was really trying to push the envelope, like, with with the stuff he was doing getting like all the white stuff squirted all over him and stuff on when <laughs> down the entryway like you got to give the guy credit for having some serious balls <laughs> no pun intended this <laughs> was the absolute best just oh it looks like he's rubbing milk or something on <laughs> <laughs> like just taz taking a shit on it without actually taking a shit on yeah. it it was great but uh, you know like so and then darren young I think Darren Young was first op- was one of the first openly gay, like I think professional wrestlers. I think and he yeah, came like, out before Orlando. It Jordan never did. mattered. No, no one cared. We were just like, cool, right. cool, bro, like, awesome. <laughs> but what they didn't do was they didn't take like you know Tommy Dreamer who had the two girls like I'll have both and they're like oh by the way I'm gay. <laughs> you know they, they made it. They had a. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just I don't know. It doesn't 
anyway, back to wrestling. That's my big tangent for the night, I guess. All right. So speaking of things that are shallow, <laughs> Carmella versus Bianca <laughs> Belair. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Carmella. So yeah, the story of the match was Bianca is stronger and better than Carmella. And the crowd goes mild. Right? <laughs> I I have decided I like the pairing of Chelsea Green and Carmella. Their characters work well with each other. Yeah, I will agree to that. Like that that's a really good a really good gimmick for the two of them to match up. And like, okay, we now have a tag team if you don't screw it up. Right. Well, we don't know. Vince is back. Exactly. He'll probably All fire. The... He'll put him in a big storyline and, and then fire them right before the pay per view. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Oscar came out. She spit the blue mist in Chelsea's face. That was about it. Uh, backstage, we had Kevin Owens talking to Sami Zayn. Sami wants to know why they can't work together, which is interesting because. <laughs> Like you two have turned on each other like ten times already. Yeah, why would you want to? Don't you don't want to work with him? Right. Like <laughs> it totally makes sense for him not to trust this. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Those we guys had... have turned on more more times than the big shows changed back and forth from face to heel. Right. Like, can I remind you, his very first time in NXT, he power bombed you onto the apron. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see, we had Logan Paul and Seth Rollins in the ring with The Miz, which yeah. it, it sure happened. And I guess The Miz can now just make matches at WrestleMania. Yeah, he's like, like by the way. <laughs> which is such the weirdest thing, like, you're the host. Your job is to go out and say, welcome to WrestleMania. Here's what you're going to see today. I didn't think you had the authority to actually make matches. So is The Miz the host of WrestleMania this year? He is. Is that what... That's fine. You know, it's like the biggest yeah. show on earth, and Miz, the Miz is a showman. Now He's, a, he's only, a hype man. That makes sense. Now, the only issue I have with that is if you're the host of WrestleMania and you can make matches for WrestleMania, wouldn't you kind of pencil yourself in for the championship? <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe like, it's very limited, limited uh, fucking like allowances. <laughs> the higher up the card, the less power he has. Yeah. Sorry, pal. The top of that card is taken. Uh, let's see. Next up, we had almost against Dolph Ziggler, which the match was exactly what it was going to be. Just big guy beating up Dolph it's, who can bump squash. around. It was a squash match. Uh, let's see. We had the models backstage and Baron Corbin says he wants to be one of them. Oh, God. So he has gone from a lone wolf to a bum to a rich guy so now he wants to be a model that that character is going nowhere vince is gonna fire somebody just fire no one likes baron corbin no no one wants to watch him i don't even know how you save it at this point they they fucked him so many times like i didn't like him as the authority figure like like right hand man but at least it worked for him right you know like and the, Plus, lone, like, the lone wolf was fine. He naturally is an unlikable person. Like, I don't know if you ever saw this, but they were doing some backstage thing for NXT. And he was in the, not in the crowd, but in the stands while someone was in the ring talking. And he just goes, 
how long do we have to be here? It's like, <laughs> you're being paid to sit down, dude. <laughs> like, he's a naturally unlikable guy. Just let him do that. Well, they had him in that, that like, the last time I saw him in something I gave a shit about was that tag match with him and Lacey Evans against Becky and Seth. That was the last time I gave a shit about anything. Yeah, and I can I can tell you exactly when I just just got pissed off and stopped giving a shit. It was when Kurt Angle had his retirement match. Oh my god! And that's that was... his. It should have been John Cena, but instead, was that when John Cena was like did some stupid thing with the Undertaker? Yeah, I think it was the same WrestleMania, like where he just jobbed out to the Undertaker in five minutes. I truly don't even remember that WrestleMania, but yeah, it was something like that. But, like, Kurt Angle should have had his last match the same opponent. He had his first match. I thought it would have been a great moment. Like, he could have been, like, or the same person that, you know. You know what I mean? John Cena's first match, Kurt Angle's last match. You know, they should have had that go on. It should have just been that way, and they didn't. Everyone wanted to see it. The fucking internet was screaming. They were tagging fucking Vince and Triple H and WWE and all these posts. Like I saw it. It wasn't even just me. It was a bunch of people. Right. And and then like, but they were just like, it's just another thing where Vince is like, well, this wasn't my idea, so I'm not going to do it. You know, they should have really... they should have let Kurt come in and have a really fucking good match to say his goodbyes. Like and a yeah, real really hard hitting match. Such the weirdest thing of like no one cares about Baron Corbin. He is rounding out the roster. That's it. Yeah. And uh, let's see, so blah, 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 we had, God, what did we have? (laughs) We had Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano, which he has a different version of the same song. Uh, That's it. Johnny came out with Dexter Loomis. I I did think it was interesting. Corey Graves made a Whitey Bulger reference, (laughs) which like. Interesting. I can't wait for the kitties to Google that one. <laughs> God. And I put on here, the match was good, but let's be honest, the match was entirely a means for Edge to interrupt and once again insert himself into an angle with Judgment Day. When's Edge going to go away? Yeah, he's gotten to the point of your return is over and I don't care anymore. Christian is doing better work than Edge. <laughs> oh, hell yes. Also, just noticing, where's Lacey Evans been? Oh, did she say something stupid on Twitter and now she has to take a break? Yeah, dude, Vince is so in charge of creative again. He's got to be. Because Triple H wouldn't have done this. uh, Let's see, Nikki Cross against Piper Niven, which... That's like five seconds. Yeah. Just walked in and just... Yeah, just a smash. It was just a a giant mat. Uh, And once again, I say, where is Mia Yim? She has nothing better to do than sit in catering, we're sure. I'm pretty sure Vince just doesn't like her. Which is such a shame. Like, she deserves so much better than this. If if you don't want her on the main roster, put her back in NXT and let her do some cool shit. Right. Like, there's people there she can work with. Yeah, she was great in NXT. Plus, she would teach some of those kids something. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. We had boobs and Elias backstage. Eric boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, okay, here's the entire joke. So Elias tells boobs to walk up to Bronson and tell him, quote, I want to fight you. <laughs> so boobs walks up to Bronson Reed and tells him Elias wants to fight him. <laughs> Get it? Because Elias said, I want to fight you. Uh, like, okay, so boobs is now an idiot. <laughs> Which he always was presented as such, so whatever. Like that guy just showed up out of nowhere on SmackDown, playing yeah. guitar, looking like ridiculous with that freaking mustache and all that. You know what I mean? And like, <sighs> so I put on here, I I wanted to have some quote for this. Like I wanted to quote some great thinker, some great poet, some great writer. And I came up with Galvatron. <laughs> Galvatron. Who Leonard point, Nimoy. Yep. Who just said, <laughs> this is bad comedy. <laughs> I think we're nerds, dude. Because now, like, you knew Galvatron, and I knew that he was voiced by Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, even better is when we can name that Judd Nelson was Hot Rod. <laughs> right? <laughs> Inside, look behind. You can trip if I can trip. <laughs> now that makes me a nerd. You know, I swear, as a kid, my all-time favorite scene ever was when the Dinobots <laughs> break through the door, and Slag walks through and just, "Excuse me." Like <laughs> I don't know why, but I have never not burst out laughing. <laughs> And Grimlock. Grimlock smash like every five seconds. Like just you have this one guy just stuck under the door, his tentacles going crazy. He can't get out. And one of the Dinobots like our bad. Yes, me. Oh that movie is like a fucking acid trip, dude. It's one of my favorites. It's an all-time favorite of mine. Like in my youth, I should have watched that on acid. <laughs> yeah. I would not do that now, and nor should anyone else out there that's listening, because dad, that would be bad. <laughs> Drugs are bad, okay. And uh, like, yeah, that would have been that would have been fucking crazy. You know what? I still watch every Halloween, like without fail. Tiny Toons Night Ghoulery. God, I haven't seen that since it first came on. It's so good, and the best part is. It's all references to very adult movies. Like, they reference Duel from Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and of course, if you're a kid, you don't know what Duel is. But if you're an adult, you watch and go, oh, I get it. <laughs> you know, I, I actually use a Tiny Toon reference a lot. Like, I, in my everyday talking, like, and I, it's usually just when I'm upset about something. Like, yeah. whenever I, I have to do something I don't want to do, and my wife's like, you need to go do this. First thing I do is I, I do a quote from Elmira in the Tiny Toons Christmas special. And every time my wife's like, we got to go do this. We got to go, you know, I'm like, I don't want to play Leona Helmsley. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, dude, I do that all the time. It's like, it's time, it's time to go take, you know, take the dog to the vet. I don't want to play Leona Helmsley. 
There was one when I was a kid. It, it was Plucky Duck, my potty years. Oh, yes. And it's just Plucky learning to use the potty. Yes. I had it memorized to the point I could say word for word, <laughs> sentence for sentence, the entire episode. <laughs> and someone was like, oh, water go down the hole. Yes. Yeah, that episode. Toot Toot came back. <laughs> toot Toot came back. forgot all about that that's funny uh, well or like or one of the other things that i do a lot is whenever i'm really bored or if i'm like somewhere i don't want to be and i feel like i'm just like dying of boredom i was a big fan of animaniacs oh so it was like, so good the first thing i do anytime i'm like super bored Valenia. <laughs> every time every time i'm bored it just just, i don't know why it just comes out every time oh i can (laughs) still name every state and its capital only because of that song (laughs) yeah that one where the country that was all the countries yeah (laughs) Oh man, especially being in Maryland when they name Maryland and go, they have wonderful clam chowder. Like, <laughs> ah, he shouted out our clam chowder. <laughs> that show is so good. I did not like the Hulu like continuation. No, because once again, like everything we just named, it was smart, it was well written. The Hulu one was just dumb. It was just slapstick with no point. Dude, and like the political rhetoric, dude. Oh my god. Smacking me in the face all the time. Like, I don't care that you don't like the president. Right. You you know, like, I'm not watching Animaniacs to listen to your opinions on politics. Like, unless you're making fun of all of it. Right. Like you used to do. You know, like the intro. Bill Clinton plays the sax. You know what I mean? Like, that that was funny. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't even mean. It was just funny, you know? But, like, I watched the first few episodes, and, like, I, I'm not, and, and this is the only political thing you'll ever hear out of out of me, but I was not a Trump supporter. <laughs> not at all. Because what a fucking moron. Oh, the um, best way I've ever heard it put is, everything he did I agree with, he would do in the dumbest way possible. Right. Where you just, I fully support this decision. If you could just not talk, though, that would be great. Right, yeah. Like, Like, okay, one of my all-time favorites is when, uh, okay, this is not a favorite, but this will lead to the favorite. Okay. When the hurricane hit Puerto Rico. Yeah. And they said, it's an island surrounded by water, which is wet. (laughs) What that whole speech was him saying was, the ports are destroyed. It just got hit by a hurricane. (laughs) They're there, ready to unload. We need to rebuild the structures to allow them to come in. The problem is what you said was surrounded by water, which is wet. <laughs> like, okay, if we if we cut off the bullshit, what you said was right, but boy, did you say it in the dumbest way possible. <laughs> I, I think that people wouldn't have cared as much or been pissed off at him 
if he would have just stayed off social media. Also, I'm just going to throw this out there. Stormy Daniels. <laughs> she missed a great opportunity because I looked this up. It turns out there was a male porn star whose name was Small Hands. <laughs> and the mere fact she didn't take advantage of that singular fact is a missed opportunity. I don't care what side you're on. I just don't know which one we got. Was it a douche or a turd sandwich? Right. <laughs> uh, God. I did love that one part in the debate where Trump would not shut up and Biden finally breaks and goes, shut up, man. <laughs> would you shut up? Yes. Like, it was the funniest of, like, oh, frustrated grandpa's frustrated and Trump <laughs> shut up. Like, I, I, I don't, I hate all politicians. I hate them all. I don't care what side you're on. They're all a bunch of crooks. Right. And I, I just don't care. Like, someone's just like, oh, yeah, this president was bad. Like, like my parents, you know, they're like, ah, yeah, ah. and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just going to let you know, Fox News is lying to you. <laughs> and then they're like, well, CNN lies. Yes, yes, CNN lies, too. You want to get real news? You want to watch real news? Like, and want to know what's really going on? Watch BBC News. Oh, yeah. You want to watch real news and what's going on over here? Watch BBC. Then you'll watch get the people something. People aren't over here. Yes. You, then you'll get fair. That's fair and balanced news this, from the outside source looking in. Then we know exactly how stupid all of it is. Uh, my, my father at one point would say the first five presidents probably really wanted to help people and whatnot. After that, it became a money grabbing scheme. Like, once John Adams' son, Quincy Adams, came in and it became, oh, it's a family business now. Okay. Yeah. Which, Quincy Adams was a fine president at the same time. Like, uh-huh. That's, um, that's called nepotism, if you're at all curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Like, and that's the thing is I'm so not looking forward to the dumpster fire that's going to be the 2024 election <laughs> yeah that oh boy is that we're, happening we were gonna you know like when the, when the 2016 election like i was in college so i had to listen to all the bleeding heart liberal college kids going on and on and on about everything else and i agreed <laughs> with some of it and i didn't agree with all of it. but that's the thing like you can't agree with some of it and agree with other parts from the other side because then you're just automatically a piece of shit you know, like, so I just decided I don't believe in all of it. Right. Fuck, fuck all of it. God should have left us all to the monkeys. Like, burn it down. Yes. No offense, Seth Rollins. <laughs> all back to wrestling. I uh, I actually say that about Seth Rollins' wardrobe. <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, those moon boots. Ugh. I... I, he's gonna come. Mean, he's, gonna, he's gonna come out dressed up like Sam Smith at the at the British <laughs> at the Brit. You know he is. Yeah, yeah. With he that is. wearing that fucking giant life raft or whatever the hell that was. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was, but you know what got me about that? The All fact those... that someone had to sit next to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to go like three seats. Uh, no, like the women on Twitter. 
Oh my god. They were, oh my god, he's so sexy in that. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Hold the damn phone. Like, you know you're lying, right? That's Tony Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're like, oh, he's so sexy in that. I was like, he's wearing a fucking... Like, I don't know, like, what that is. Wearing, like, a tarp that's, like, with helium. <laughs> like, I, I have a trash bag over here. We could blow some air into it if you want. Yeah, if I could, I'll wear that shit. Like, <laughs> I had to shed some weight before I went into the military, so they said to exercise in a fucking trash bag. Yeah. So I did. Lost a lot of weight really quick. Oh, sure. <laughs> That sounds like a good idea. Maybe I'll do that now. Uh, <laughs> one of my weigh-ins, I was like just on the cusp of not making it. Yeah. So this guy tells me, oh, take some, oh God, what's what's the stuff you pour in a bath to make it all bubbly? Like bubble not bath? S- not seltzer. <laughs> oh, bath, bath bombs? I can't think of what it is, but you pour it in a glass and you drink it. And why can I not think of the name? I want to say seltzer, but that is definitely wrong. You drank it? Yeah. And you and, put it uh, in a bath? It turns out it gives you like re- it turns out it gives you like really bad diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> and I was not told this. I was told, drink this, you'll lose like two pounds. I thought it just made you sweat real bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So of course the next day, like, hey guys, um, I'm going to do my best to be at work, but I'm going to have to run to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> you should have just fucking to drink some Epitac or whatever that stuff is. Epicac. Right. <laughs> so my friend did that once. He was working. He was working at a restaurant and Rob Zombie's Halloween came out that day. And he told him for weeks that he needed a day off to go see it. Yeah. And so they're like, no, you're going to work this day. So he fucking drank a half a bottle of that Epicac stuff or whatever it is. And well, long story short, long story short, we were at Halloween that night. <laughs> so speaking of things that made you want to puke, John Cena then just eviscerated Austin Theory. Yeah. Like insulted his dick size. Dude, I why is everyone so fucking high on Austin Theory? He's not any better than anyone else. In fact, there are more talented people on that roster. I was actually thinking, in fact, Chad Gable is one of them. Yeah, Johnny Gargano. You know, Chad Gable, Montez Ford. Oh, Montez is a star in the... I feel bad for Dawkins, because once they break up, Dawkins is definitely the one who's going to be left out. Dawkins is the new Tucker. Right? Yes, <laughs> that's who I was thinking of. That's exactly who. Yes, he's the new Tucker. Otis, like, had a... Otis's size made him, like, a, a gimmick. Right. You know what I mean? The way he looked and acted, he was just a gimmick. Tucker was just some guy after And that he point. himself is funny. Yeah. Although now they're doing the whole Maxime thing, which I guess they just said, well, we got rid of Mandy Rose and people <laughs> seem to like when Mandy Rose was hot on Otis. So let's do it with Maxine. And meanwhile, we, like 
uh, Dio Madden and and freaking Mansoor just like oh are God. existing. They're like, why are we even here? Can we go back to NXT? It reminds me so much of that Don Rickles bit where he looks, he just looks at the pretty hostess and goes, just stand over there and be thankful you're hot and got a job. (laughs) Yeah. Which is why, once again, if I was to be hired by any wrestling promoter, I would first say, I want to see what your catering looks like. Because if I'm going to be stuck here for three (laughs) years, just sitting in catering, I want the best German chocolate cake you have. Yeah, I want I want all the lobster craws. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I said that. That was Revenge of the Nerds, and that movie's definitely not like acceptable for this for this day and age. Not anymore. Uh, so so what, here's <laughs> what the fuck's a frush. All right, so so they're doing the parodies of movies again for WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. Yeah. Is it just me, or do these parodies suck? They suck. Okay, because, yeah, they did Top Gun with Maurice and Miz, and, like, it it wasn't funny at all. None of them have been funny. No, like, Montez and Bianca on Titanic was not funny. The fucking Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins Joker thing? I, I I don't get it. It just made me think that like Batman and Joker were gonna screw. Also, you couldn't even afford a real staircase. You got like this one person. It was the one Fred Astaire went down. <laughs> Look at me, I'm Fred Astaire. <laughs> uh oh. We have a frozen moment again. We are frozen in time. There you are. You're, you're back. Okay. You you never left. I was nervous there. Yeah, you're you're back. Like you left for a minute. You froze up on me for a second. So well, speaking of things that are almost done, Sami Zayn versus <laughs> Jimmy Uso. Yeah. So yeah. yeah uh, the story of the match was just Sammy wins with a surprise roll up. A wild J appeared. <laughs> Yep, and Jay super kicks Sammy, saying he chooses family. Yep. And Diesel would be proud. Yep, and AEW definitely wins the week. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> except for except for Dynamite. Yeah, that was like especially when they power bomb Wardlow onto what is clearly a crash pad. Yeah, that was like a foot off the ground. Well, like, yeah, and then that the, the they did have some cool shit with the car. Yes, like, like they, the first move was the back body drop, and powerhouse goes through the windshield. I loved that. I, I was I was that. worried that he like cut his ass. Yeah, because at first, uh, like some of the reflection there looked like there was blood on the on the hood of the car, and I'm like, Bill Goldberg, what? Like, <laughs> oh, that's right. Um. So it looked like, like I was like, oh, I hope Hobbs didn't cut his ass open doing that bit. You know, yeah. that would have that would have sucked. That would have been quite the pain in the ass moving ripped, on. <laughs> ripped, a, ripped a new crack in his ass. But yeah, that match was fine. And then that was the one where QT Marshall came out and and helped him. Remember when QT was infatuated with the bunny? 
Who wouldn't be? Right. Like, I love how we pretend that just didn't happen. She's she's a handsome lady. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like a little nervy, like walking up to her when I'm when I met her. I was like, because like she's she's very she's very attractive on television. You see her in person, you're like, whoa. And you can't see and you then her boyfriend's standing right next to her. You know, the the blade. Right. And you're like, I feel awkward now. And her boyfriend's here. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave. Because <laughs> she she's like one of those people when you meet her, you're like like that. You're just like, like I need you to coach me through talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> one one of my friends, he interviewed Halle Berry for something. <laughs> it, it was one of those like how this wasn't a make-a-wish deal is beyond me. But he flat out said Halle Berry had to coach him through talking to her. <laughs> and he, he just came off like Chris Farley in Saturday Night Live interviewing Oh, who's the Beatle? Who's the Beatle? Paul McCartney? Yeah. You're just, hey, uh, you, you remember when you were in the Beatles? That was awesome. <laughs> and 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 do you remember when you, you did Wings? That was great. <laughs> So during my radio career, I got, I was contacted because I had a show. I did, I had a metal show. I was on NPR at the same time, but I was on a metal show and they contacted the station I worked for where I was on the metal show. iHeartRadio did. And they were doing the iHeartRadio festival out in Vegas. And they had, they had specifically asked our, the general manager, because I was program director at the time, to, for me to come to Vegas as a as a as a press for the iHeart Radio Festival, and they wanted me to interview Taylor Swift. <laughs> I looked. I I said I will go. I looked at my GM. I go. I will go because it's a good opportunity. I go, but I'm going to tell you right now, what the fuck am I going to say to Taylor Swift? <laughs> like I, I'm going to be like, I heard your song a lot and it played too much, <laughs> you know, or or like. I, I'm, I, you know, Motley Crue was on the same show and I'm like, why can't I just interview Motley Crue? I got shit I can talk about with Motley Crue. I could ask Vince Neil all kinds of fucking questions, right? Like, no, well, they want you to interview Taylor Swift. What am I going to talk to her about that fucking YouTube video where they had the fucking sheep at every time she said her line in the song? <laughs> Also, I feel like the first question for Vince Neil is, hey, in that reality show you did, did we really need the close-up of them moving your nose around? That was unsettling. <laughs> or, Pete, or like, you know, was it, is it true that what Judd Nelson said in Airheads? Like, <laughs> did you really, like, you didn't do what he, you didn't do it, you only did three months and you killed someone? Like, is that true? <laughs> I got or did Ozzy Osbourne I... really snort a line of ants? Because that just seems unnecessary it and seems a waste a... of a good snort. It seems accurate, right? <laughs> but man, I yeah, I had shit I could talk to those guys about. But why the fuck would you want me to? Inter... Why would you choose me to interview Taylor fucking Swift? Wait, wait. So today at work, someone, one of our people says they were talking about the origins of the virus that shall not be named. And someone says, well, wait a minute, like, who would actually eat a bat? 
<laughs> I couldn't help but look over and go, Ozzy Osbourne's kind of known for that. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't look up and be like, or a pangolin. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't think I can look up Ozzy Osbourne eating a pangolin, but yeah, just, oh yeah, bats, doves, basically any kind of fowl. <laughs> nah. Oh, still one of the best lines of any comedy. Married with children. Peg's mother is staying with them. And they're like making a turkey or whatever. And the mother just yells down, I smell foul. And Al just looks up, you sure do. Another show that would not be able to be made. It would not be able to be on now. And you know, I wonder if someone did make it and they just put it on Netflix or something. Would it then be the biggest hit ever? And then everyone can say, hey, why don't we go back to this stuff? It seems to have worked. Because everybody gets sand in their vaginas about everything now. (laughs) They do. Everyone gets so pissed off about stupid shit. And and when they just need to live by the 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 mantra, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Right. That's all you've got to do. Like, if, if it's don't not like for it, you, it's not for you. We live in a free country, uh, supposedly, <laughs> where you can choose not to watch something if you don't want to. I still maintain my greatest comeback I ever had on Twitter. I don't even... Here's how much I don't know what it was. This guy did, like, three long messages to me about something I did. And there's no way I was going to read it. So I just responded by going, I want you to know I'm responding to this while I'm on the toilet and I'm not going to read anything you wrote. Have a great rest of your day. (laughs) You should have done pulled that thing from Billy Madison. (laughs) Like nothing you've said even remotely comes to a rational thought. We are all now dumber from having listened to it. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> uh, okay, a, a simple wrong would have sufficed. <laughs> <laughs> I guess a wrong would have been okay. Yeah, that, I told you that. I fired I fired yep. those guys from the radio show like that. <laughs> uh, but just some super quick highlights. So Ruby Soho had a great promo on this episode of Dynamite. Yeah, Like, her explanation of why she did what she did actually made sense. And Ruby. she sounded like she believed it. Ruby's good on the mic, dude. She, she is. She's just never allowed to utilize it. I was about to say, and that's the annoying part, is you watch it and go, this was an option the whole time? We could have had this? Ruby used to cut promos on the indie shows that, when I would on be on with her. And... I mean, they didn't do much, many promos because they weren't televised, but dude, she was really good on the mic even then. And speaking of mics and audio, does AEW have a heel audio guy? (laughs) It's an intern with a bad attitude. Right? Like every episode, either the microphones don't work. (laughs) Now the, I didn't even know they could do this. The announcers are patched through the PA system. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that is so weird because you hear their echo the whole time. Yeah, and it was, the like I said, I didn't even know you could do that. I thought it was a totally different system. They, You know, that's the thing. They could, they, they don't have to do it like that, though. 
Like they just, they're, yeah, their audio guy obviously doesn't know what the hell he's doing because you can have, what you do is you have like the lav mic, you know, you have the mic on him that goes to the crowd. Right. But you can put a lav on that mic and have it run through a different signal and have it as your, you know, as your studio sound, for, as, you know, your television sound. That's actually why I'm so lost because like having not been in production ever, I still know you can have separate like systems i guess is the wrong word yeah you can it's not hard you just have to have two separate entities running the sound one goes to like the live mic and the other one goes to the to the soundboard where they're like broadcasting that sound and all you need is just a microphone that's not going to echo which is typically your lav microphone right i mean yeah i mean it's not of course you got to make sure your lav microphone is positioned properly which is a whole nother ball game but that's not hard either and so uh yeah we had we had a hangman interview which i would love to comment on but the audio was so low i could barely hear it (laughs) and mjf is gonna have a rebar mitzvah which uh, being not jewish i didn't know that was a thing but if christians can be born again i guess jews can be rebar mitzvah why not so as you're saying he's like 15 again that was my question. Is like, isn't there a very specific age that that happens? So basically, he's saying he hasn't broken a manhood yet, or he's—that's oh. what he said. That's what because that's what it is. Like a bar mitzvah is like your passage into manhood. Like so, but basically, what MJF is saying is he became a little boy again, <laughs> and he's what needs to pass into manhood. He's Pinocchio. I, he wants I, to I, be a real boy. I, maybe I don't know, but that's yeah, that's what a bar mitzvah is for. So basically, he's just telling me he's just a scared little boy. He needs to become a man again. And I will be right back. I got to do something real quick. I'll be right back. No problem. All right. So today on Fantastico Does His Podcast by himself, just for now, I'd like to iterate a, 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 a I'd like to read a limerick. No, I wouldn't. Um, basically, yeah, let's going back to what I was talking about earlier. Don't take what I said the wrong way about stuff because I'm very open-minded guy and I'm very like accepting of everybody and everything and inclusivity is like something I believe very strongly in. So don't ever take what I say, especially jokes and things like that. Don't ever take that shit seriously. You know, it sucks that I have to actually say this because everyone who knows me should know that that's all wrong. Cause I, I actually had thought about cutting that bit out of this, but I don't think I'm going to because what I say is is fact and I think that more people just understand and be accepting of other people's opinions and everyone just let everybody be themselves and do what they want to do and just like not be dicks like that's the secret to life people on this wrestling podcast I'm going to give you the meaning of life the meaning of life is all you've got to do to make things cool is just not be a dick it's it's not difficult just not be a dick that's that's the meaning of life right <laughs> i don't know what i walked in on but that was a great line to walk in on <laughs> uh, no so i was just i was just talking i was talking about like what we were talking about earlier with all the inclusivity and yeah and all that and like not to like ever think that i'm like against any of that because i'm very much for inclusivity it's a big part of my life and then the meaning to life everyone would be so much happier if they live by the mantra just don't be a dick right 
And if it doesn't affect you, shut up. Shut the fuck up. If there's something on TV you don't like, don't fucking watch it. Right? You have that right. You don't have to do it. You know? Of course. The, like if, but, but if someone else wants to watch something, don't fuck it up for them. It's about your own damn business. Of course, it's not again, hard. Just don't be a dick. There are some things like Velma, She-Hulk. I'm like, I'm so curious of how bad this is going to be. I want to witness it. Like, yeah. oh my God. Pat Oswald again. He, um, he was at a kid's birthday party, and apparently this clown was such a fuck up. The parent of the kid whose birthday it was had the best line I've ever heard in my life where she goes, I am so pissed off right now, but I want to see where this goes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, if that isn't just how you deal with the general public, I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah, I just, I, 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 it's really hard because, you know, like I thought about cutting that bit out that I was talking about earlier with all that shit. I was like, I'm just going to cut that out because I don't want anyone to get pissed off. But here's the thing. If you get pissed off at me for that, like, then you are more the problem than I am. Yeah, I would say so. Because I am like, just, I'm trying to be inclusive to everybody, even myself. Like, you know, like, I don't want to have to hide the fact that I like the movie Revenge of the Nerds, you know, right? or something like that. Like, I fucking love it. Like, I, you know, but like getting mad at me for watching it, like, no one's done this, but I'm just, you know, this is a hypothetical. But don't get mad at me for fucking watching something like that. Who gives a shit? Mind your own business and don't be a dick. Or even the movie, like, Weird Science. Yeah. I have a hard time picturing they'd be okay with Kelly LeBrock <laughs> appearing in that barely not showing anything shirt in the barely on shorts and doing her old so what do you animals want to do today (laughs) you know though like she that character turned out to be like a very strong like female lead in that movie though right she basically was running the show the whole time you know i don't know how it came up but my friends and i were talking about lovely ladies who apparently don't age and we all agree, Elizabeth Hurley, I don't know what pact she made with what deity, but that woman has not aged a day. <laughs> she has Dick Clark disease. Right? <laughs> like Dick Clark didn't age until he had a stroke. Like that guy <laughs> looked the same for like 60 years, 70 years. And like there's Elizabeth Hurley on Instagram trying to sell bikinis. Well, they're not going to make a Bedazzled sequel anytime soon, so... No. Maybe an Austin Powers sequel, but that could be interesting. I don't know. She turned out to be a fembot. <laughs> That's true. Maybe she was just kidnapped by Dr. Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Mini-Me. We do not doll on our kitty. We stroke our kitty. We love so our good. kitty. It was so good. <laughs> Uh, sorry <laughs> anyway back to back to wrestling so yeah we I... had a we had a really good ftr promo and i flat out put on here i would expect no less uh we then get an update on the baddie verse which was jade cargill saying she's going to challenge the best that canada has to offer which is interesting because trish stratus currently works for wwe <laughs> Like I said, the only other thing I can think of is like maybe one of the hearts, you know, like 
I don't think there are, I don't think there are any other hearts that like wrestle. Not unless that I'm aware. Unless they're loaning out Natalia for like the day. <laughs> Maybe um, is Taya Valkyrie? She might be Canadian. I don't know. Uh, something to look up. I'm gonna and do that. She works for AAA, which has played nice with AEW in the past. So maybe perhaps i feel like there's more than one valkyrie in wrestling though there might <laughs> I can't picture be. who the other one is yeah but can yes grave? taya valkyrie is canadian okay that's yeah that's probably who it is canada gave us some lovely ladies pam yep. anderson pam anderson may have been born in canada but she was made in america damn it <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. What? So that's that's fair. (laughs) So was William Shatner and Michael J. Fox and Shania Twain and Celine Dion. (laughs) Yeah, that and Anne Murray. (laughs) I do love Celine Dion does a residency at a Vegas hotel. Not because she wanted to, because her husband racked up such a massive gambling debt. God. Which you can't help but wonder, like, at no point did you say, okay, I'm three million in the hole. I should walk away. Like, as a gambler myself, at a certain point you have to go, I need a break. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I put 140 bucks on John Jones winning his last fight for no other reason than I was at Hooters. <laughs> like, thank yeah. God he did, but he scared the hell out of me when he had his foot all taped up. And yeah. I'm watching it like, I just bet on a man with a broken foot. Why the fuck <laughs> is his foot broken and no one said anything? <laughs> I am not. I've, I'm not a big gambler. I never was. I don't recommend it. It's awful. Yeah, when I was in the military, my one of my buddies, he's a he my sergeant was like big gambler and he was gambling at the because in England there's like slot machines in every restaurant you go to. So like and we're on base and there were slot machines on base, you know, like like in the restaurants. So he would just walk in there and he would be playing video, you know, the video slots or video poker or something. He'd look over at me because I was like really young and he's like, Don't be like me. <laughs> And I've taken that to heart, man. I've seen that guy go into a casino and drop drop $1,500. Oh, my God. Win $3,000. Gamble the $3,000 and come out. Penniless. And no, he'd come out like the same as what he went in. (laughs) Like, uh, this guy has uncanny luck to be able to just break even. (laughs) Anytime I'm around him, he always makes money. It's weird. So... When I was in Camp Lejeune, around that base, there are a lot of strip clubs. And yeah. one time, these guys go out to the strip club, come back, and of course, they're making fun of the people who didn't go. The next day was payday, right? Yeah. And one of the, like, E1s looks at one of our higher-ups, hey, um, how much money am I supposed to be getting paid? Is and, and you just look over and go, you spent every goddamn cent, didn't you? You spent every single cent. Oh, no. And it's the worst where you look over and go, dude, they're not going to tell you to stop. What are you doing? 
like go have fun but have a budget dude the wor- weirdest thing i ever saw was we when i was stationed um down in the on the gulf coast and we were pretty close to we were pretty close to to new orleans and so everyone would go there to gamble and stuff you know what the biggest gamble of the night was when one of the when one of the trainees from tech school decided to try to this is to try to like bum some weed off of a a guy and it turned out to be an osi officer oh no when i got out of the military that guy was still at the training base (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) i would call back to get papers or something from from that base you know and like that guy would answer the phones (laughs) and i'm like what why are you still there that's what you get for being dumb right (laughs) and trying to score weed from an osi officer where it's not legal and you're not supposed to do it anyone here in the military and especially like they still have the haircut i'm sure so what are you doing yeah like it was always the weirdest thing where you would see the new people just out of boot camp like oh yeah we're we're blending in like no you're not you're all walking in step you all have high and tights everyone knows who you are when i lived in england we they told us to tell if anyone asked we were canadian okay because it was during the war there was a lot of anti-united states like stuff for the war in iraq and so anytime we'd go out and about we weren't allowed to wear our uniforms at all which sucked because we wanted to stop and get something to eat to take home we couldn't do it we'd have to come back to base and then change and then go back out and get stuff uh, but if we were out and about because we had the haircuts and stuff, like if anyone said anything to us, we were supposed to like try to fake a Canadian accent, which is one of the reasons why I can do a Canadian accent a little bit, you know, because we <laughs> I would walk around. I would walk around. We went to Stonehenge once, right? And there was a guy there and he was talking to me like he's like, are you in the military? And I was like, no, no, I, I am. But I'm here from Canada. So, like, I started to be able to talk like this, and which is why Fantastico can, has a little bit of an accent on his show. Okay. It's because I learned how to do this during the Iraqi war. My buddy from Canada, right? My buddy Mitch, like, he's from Windsor, Ontario, Canada, right? He, he always told me, he was just like, dude, I thought you were actually Canadian. I thought that you were from, like, you were keeping it real like Manitoba. <laughs> and I'm like, and, and, and I would talk like this. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, I, I'm really not from Canada. I'm actually from the United States. And I would change it just like that. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I can do that accent because we were told to do it in the, when I was in the military. I got really good about talking about hockey. Oh, I'm sure. Anytime, any, I was like, oh, yeah, the Toronto Maple Leafs are really good. You know, like they're really good. Like their goalies, like super, super good. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, like. He just he's just really good and they got some really good like stick handling, eh? You know, like that guy. Oh yeah, dude, I can do it for hours. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, let me tell you about Tim Hortons and the I can tell you all about the Tim bits, right? If you if you're ever in my neck of the woods, okay, like you gotta go to Tim Hortons and get Get some coffee and some some Tim bits. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Well, that's at least a six out of ten. 
no you know what that that's a nine out of ten that's a nine <laughs> and speaking of nines <laughs> for the trios championship i guess we're gonna have the jericho appreciation society versus the house of black versus the elite that's gonna be a giant clusterfuck that was all i could think too i was like wow as someone who appreciates the art of tag team wrestling that is not what i'm gonna get how much you want to bet they're gonna give it back to the elite because they don't want kenny leaving yeah i could see it yeah and i feel so weird saying it but if the wwe wants the bucks take them let them be your headache (laughs) dude they would get their asses beaten that locker room could you imagine if undertaker was still in charge of the locker room i was thinking the same thing and those guys came back there starting their shenanigans like i can't help but think okay let's picture i like to picture what would this guy be like in the locker rooms of old sure let's put the young bucks with i don't know the nasty boys with the road warriors Yeah, yeah, go ahead and tell them, okay, so you guys are going to give me the doomsday device and I'm going to kick out. Like, I, I, I think you said I'm going to lie there dead wrong. <laughs> Could you imagine them going up against Tully and Arn? Oh, my God. Like, and they try to do their, like, liberties and Tully and Arn would be like, hey, yeah, no. Right. Like, like you could try. <laughs> like, feel free to give it a shot. Fuck, fuck, those guys wouldn't last five seconds with strike force. Right, like if you're feeling froggy, hop. But I don't think this is gonna go well. And and like who who's like I guess Roman Reigns would be the closest thing to a locker room leader they have now. Yeah, I would assume so. Like Roman, probably uh, uh, maybe Edge since he's there now. Um, they probably have, or even picture the APA. Like oh. you think the APA is gonna take a Meltzer driver? Ooh, no. <laughs> you know, and it's really really stupid. That they have a move called the Meltzer Driver. I agree. Or that the make, Indie that, Taker. That makes me sick to my stomach, dude. The Meltzer Driver. Ugh. I think it was. I think it was Moxley against Hangman. One of them did a tombstone, and the guy jumps right. It was. It was. Hangman does the tombstone. Moxley jumps right up and takes a buckshot lariat, like. I'm sorry, what am I watching here? A tombstone is supposed to be you're dead. Yeah. Unless your name is Kane, you don't kick out of a tombstone. Well, they did that during that um they did a couple of those on the revolution. They yep. like MJF did a did one to Daniel Bryan, which I was like very concerned about Daniel Bryan's head if he slipped, because they were both pretty exhausted at that point and then i think i think i saw um who else do that i think i saw the bucks doing that shit oh yeah or no it was the it was hangman like hangman and moxley were doing that too and i'm just thinking like you guys have just basically shit on one of the most iconic finishers of all time right that's my whole issue with it like okay i love okada i don't like when he does the tombstone because the tombstone should be that's the end. Yeah. Well, the pile driver used to be that's the end. Hell, it was banned for a long time. Still and is. Sick was if you do it, you did it behind the referee's back, so no one. Yeah. Because I know WWE. As soon as uh, Owen, Owen or Steve Austin hurt his neck, yeah, they just banned the pile driver altogether. 
from WWE. No one ever used it. And I feel like I thought someone the other day used it in WWE. If they did, I didn't catch it. I can't remember who it was. It was someone that had no business using that. Of course, most of WWE, to be completely honest, to make it watchable, I watch it like the next day at 1.5 speed. <laughs> That's the best way to get through it. It's fucking three hours long. Right. Like, I'm sorry. That's a third of my work day. <laughs> <laughs> people on monday they're already pissed off because it's a fucking monday and they're you know ah hashtag mondays um (laughs) but they're already as the retired man (laughs) and they but yeah they like yeah i don't know they're already pissed off they don't want to fucking sit down and get pissed off by three hours of fucking nonsense Especially three hours of not much happens. No, it's like it's like watching paint dry half the time. Yeah, it's like licking paint while it's drying. Like even a <laughs> lead-based paint. Like even a, as we said, not that super exciting dynamite. Better than SmackDown and Raw. Yeah. Uh. And I feel so weird that you have to grade them on such a curve. Where like, was this a good Raw? It was good for Raw. Was it good entertaining? No. <laughs> I just don't... I don't know. This, it just upsets me because I know that it can be fixed. They could fix this. They could still do their three hours of Raw. The only reason why they're doing three hours of Raw is because it's way more advertising revenue. Yep. That's the only reason why they have three hours of Raw. But, dude, you remember, like in the late 90s, in the early 2000s, how fucking awesome Monday Night Raw was. Oh, it was must-see. Like, you could not miss. Yeah, I mean, they need to have something. Like, all the storylines were like the Bloodline storylines. Right? You gave a shit about every single storyline. and it's But now it's just goddamn boring. And, uh, like you know like austin mcmahon was must see every week you know mick foley was must see every week fucking even al snow like i love al snow is my favorite wrestler of all time but like he was must see like that that european championship title run where he would come out dressed up like fonzie when he did the this the country of greece and you come dressed up like john travolta and, and and then the one in Italy where he came out and handed them a framed picture of Tony Danza. That's <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a, he's wearing like some kind of like mafia clothes or something. He handed them like a fucking dead fish in a box <laughs> with a pizza or something. Amazing. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I was actually thinking about that with dynamite. How they're changing the Atlantic title to the international title, which if that's your big announcement, you need to stop making announcements like uh, either you don't know what the word big means or the word announcement. One of the dude, Tony, Tony is all that is, is a ratings pop. That's all he's trying to do. And at what point do you become the boy who cried wolf where you're going to say it's a big announcement and everyone's going to go what that you signed Soraya to an extra month like, yeah because your announcements have been lackluster for the past several 
Like, we have a big announcement next week. MJF didn't quit. Right? <laughs> big announcement next month. Like, Excalibur's finally going to say something relevant. Like, unless they turn this into, like, Randy Orton when he was doing the update for his arm injury. Which was amazing. Where just every week you do an announcement and it's, <laughs> MJF hit a PR on the bench press. <laughs> JF threw another bottle of tequila at <laughs> Like that would actually be like a big announcement. That was the weirdest thing when you when I read that it was tequila, and you go back and look like that is a lot of tequila. Yeah, that makes me wonder if it was tequila. That's gotta be water. God, I hope. Like you're in no shape to drive after that. <laughs> oh, I hope you brought it. I hope you took an Uber. What's <laughs> <laughs> the other thing? Like. You're, if you're driving, you just admitted to drinking and driving, but okay. <laughs> uh, uh, but that was the week in wrestling. It sure was. It sure wasn't. <laughs> Aside from the pay-per-view, it sure wasn't. Right. Uh, so coming up, we've got... We've got... Uh, let's see. Today is Thursday, so we have SmackDown tomorrow. Yep. We'll see if it's any good. Not fucking likely. Uh, (laughs) I just want Lacey Evans. Why can't I have my hot weirdo gun nut? That's probably why. Because someone on the internet like got pissy. (laughs) It's like you listen to all the bad shit on the internet. All the bad criticism. And you change things based on that. But you don't change things based on all the good Good ideas and good criticisms. Right? Like, if you're going to listen to the internet, listen to both sides of the internet. Uh, Battlebots this season has been really good if anyone's (laughs) interested. I might watch a PLE of Battlebots. Like, is WWE's on with their next pay-per-view? I like Battlebots. Is it the last round of Battlebots? WrestleMania's on. Nah, it's just a preliminary match. Fuck, fuck WrestleMania. I'm watching these robots with buzz saws. Because at least they have a buzz saw. Tajiri's not around anymore. <laughs> and, and Buzz Sawyer, I think, is dead, so you're not gonna have him on there. Yes. Uh oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so before we go, I need to talk a little bit about God about Jesus. And, and <laughs> Have you ever heard the word of Christ? Well, if you haven't, well, you can download the Troma Now app for $5 a month with your first month for free. And you can watch really fun shows like Fantastico Disaster Peace Theater starring yours truly. Or you can watch all the many cool Troma shows and a lot of other stuff. There's just all kinds of stuff on there. There's a lot of really cool uh, acquisitions that Troma has, has come across, like the Glickenhaus films, like all that, but anyway, yes. So this sa- this Saturday night is the season finale, uh, part two. Watch along for my uh, for season for this season of Fantastico Disasters Theater. This week we're gonna have uh, the guest Justin Martell, the producer of Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm, Return to Newcomb High Volume One, which is the movie we're going to be watching, and he's also one of the co-producers of The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. So we'll be having him on the show 
And uh, that, and that'll be at 9 p.m. this Saturday for that watch along. So I hope you all join. And uh, I'm really glad that uh, I, I get the sign written for me up into the screen. So I remember to plug the app because if not, I would never remember to because I'm scatterbrained and weird. I try to be <laughs> useful every now and then. <laughs> so yeah, so everybody check that check it out. It's uh, my show's pretty fun. I'm not even tooting my own horn. I do that enough. That is <laughs> gross, Brian. But Look, what uh, you do in the privacy of your own home is between you and God. <laughs> don't ask. Well, that's where this led, you know, the word of Christ. Um, and but anyway, yeah. So we and we got season two coming up. We're going to reshoot, but check out the season finale. And there's also eight other episodes aside from part two of this finale. So you can watch all that. There's a lot. That's a lot of. That's like oh god. That's almost what 20 30 hours worth of worth of stuff to watch that i've that aside from the movies in the middle i've produced so you guys can watch it. it's fun having watched all of it i promise it's fun it's a good time <laughs> you think this shit's fucking stupid wait till you watch fantastic masterpiece <laughs> theater and wait till wait till my co-host the, on there the, my pinata francois gets involved and you guys will love it you know, it's it's a lot of fun so and it's it's heel turtleneck approved. Kid tested. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for us for tonight, everybody. And uh, I really hope to Christ it doesn't rain in my office again, so I can get this thing posted up. And uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you soon, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you for listening. Spread the word. If you know someone who wants to listen to a couple of guys ramble and be like full of cynicism. <laughs> and and uh just full of shit send them our way to the show you can get it like where you said you know google podcast apple podcast spotify some, some like ed antenna pod or something like that it was on there once i don't even know i, I didn't even put it on there so i don't know how the fuck it got on there but apparently someone else put it up on there so are there ads it. on that one because i have questions <laughs> i don't yeah yeah no right like where the fuck's my money um <laughs> They're paying me in theoretical dollars, which in turn I, I send to you. Like, if the IRS comes at me for this, I'm going to be furious. Yeah, no shit, right? No shit, right? <laughs> so, everybody, yeah, have a good night. I'm not really good at in segues, so fuck it. <laughs>